0: This is Josh Safty. This is uh Benny Safty. This is Ronald Bronstein. This
1: is Sebastian Bear McClart
0: And uh Benny and I I directed it. We wrote it with Ronnie Bronstein and Benny and Ronnie edited it and Sebo's produced it. Quickly we made That's this our, we made it blue. Oh time. yeah, this is a Lars It's her blue blueberry spacey sci-fi baby. <laughs> Hassan Rahim did these titles. Kept looking for some sort of uh, ancient parabolic text. Albertus felt right. This was in uh, Oki, South Africa. Uh, Ronnie actually ex- displayed a weak throwing arm, throwing rocks into it. <laughs> oh, <those>. <laughs> How big was
2: that hole that we just saw?
0: That hole was the size of a uh, skyscraper. Yeah, it was it was massive. This is a, a copper mine that was is secretly still active, uh, dangerous, you dangerous, actively dangerous. We had complete control over this. These are mostly Ethiopian uh, actors who, who live in South Africa. We weren't allowed to shoot in Ethiopia because it's uh, the Welo mines are currently inhabited by uh, Boko Haram, so it's it's kind of dangerous. This guy right here, the Chinese um, manager, he. My ponytail guy. It, it was kind of uh, this was kind of like a, a, a prison exper- the prison experiment the uh, the Stanford, Stanford the Stanford prison experiment because everyone took on their roles and uh, I remember Maceo who was shooting this he genuinely felt <laughs> endangered because the contention between the Chinese management and, and the miners grew to uh, a fever and people started throwing things and Mm. this mine was uh, the first time we scouted it remember ronnie uh we took we had to take a little plane every single day uh to this place i hate flying uh but we were in this mine and the first time we looked at it i fell into a plinth hole (laughs) uh and each time we came back there were more and more safety restrictions which which really showed the improvised nature of this entire uh section of the shoe he's prepped nine days for a one day shoot in africa
3: while i was in this mine ronnie and sebo yeah. were <clears throat> yeah i was shooting B b-roll for the the footage that eventually shows up on howard's iphone um uh you know the 60 minutes uh footage about the history of the ethiopian jews so sebo and i were working with a group of um Muslim men during Ramadan and and, uh, asking them to wear yarmulkes.
0: So this,
3: this, (laughs) the banging of the chiseling there, we were told
0: by a professional, a safety professional not to make loud noises. And we had a special part of the cave there that, uh, of the mine there that was um, uh, dedicated to be tapped lightly. And uh, these two actors just went went in on it and I was just so nervous.
1: I want to just say, those guys are very courageous for not wearing masks during that scene. The oh. air in there was dangerous air.
0: Oh, very dangerous! Yeah, <laughs> they told us we weren't, weren't allowed to. to yeah, you weren't allowed to drink water. Yeah. And bats. <laughs> this uh, here, this sequence, I spent a lot of time uh, with Brainstorm, with Aron Deneur and Rainstorm uh, VFX, uh, to do our um, uh, our journey here through the gem.
2: It is computer graphics, but they they have physical models, which made it even more interesting. Like we'd ask for them to do certain things. Well, and they would say, well, the physical world in this computer world won't allow it.
0: The uh, title here w- is, is done by Randy Balsmeyer, who uh, work, work has done many great titles with the Coens and Bob Altman and it's Spike actually, Lee. And and it, and it was
2: actually modeled after a, uh, some of the signs we saw in the Dime District.
3: Yeah. as so uh, we're. <laughs> and this I remember is, when this Ronnie. Is, this is your colon, <laughs> right, Ronnie? Yep, somewhere uh, maybe at the halfway point of the writing uh, process, I'd gotten my first colonoscopy and uh, I was when shocked. you say halfway,
0: it was ten years or so. Yeah, five yeah, years yeah, into yeah, the process yeah, of right. writing, this.
3: and uh, you know, I was surprised to discover that um, after talking to uh, the doctor, that, that um, colon issues were sort of sewn up into Jewish genetics. So yeah, it was a. But the but the connection between the gem and the opal. This is the first
0: uh, spoiler that Howard is the opal. <laughs> uh, this uh, coming up with these graphics here were. Is probably the most expositional we've ever been. You I get, also, I also. You get to know. Actually, I'm upset that it doesn't say Lenox Hill Hospital, but you get to see his age, 48, his full name, Howard Ratner. The mm.
2: I remember having to look at. Remember looking at all the different colons, and we had to find one that was relatively clean. Oh yeah, a dirty colon. <laughs> you don't, don't, no don't want to. Absolutely disgusting. No one wants to see that.
0: <laughs> I mean, this is all. This, is, this guy is very clean. It's a clean colon. Uh, that the 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 uh, the doctor here is our agent's father. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he, poor guy, who's was on set for like 16 hours waiting to this shoot was this. This was on oh, the stage.
2: And this was actually the final shot of... Principal photography. Principal photography. Yeah. And Sandler was exhausted, and he was actually asleep in this shot.
0: So the movie takes place in 2012, uh, purely, uh, for pragmatic reasons, because we centered the film around Kevin Garnett's performance. Again, the, we didn't so.
2: close this street, so you can see, uh, New York City Alive.
3: This, Wait. this we closed down. This was all... Uh, no, Except we, no. kept we, had, yeah, we kept parts of it yes, open. For, for years we had a scene where um, it was in the waiting room after the procedure, <laughs> and uh, he had no chaperone, and, and he had to sort of find a way to finagle himself out of the uh, out of the doctor's office. This set was... Um, yeah, this was
0: a set, which was
2: set very... This set was
3: uh, uh, a lot of fun. It's the type of thing that
0: you, you dream up, and you write about that dream, and uh, it becomes so reified over the course of a decade uh, that... Uh, it, it becomes a point of frustration with your art department, but they did, did a great job eventually. So a lot of cash out right there. Who is really out. big in 2012? He had one of the biggest hits called "Cashin' Out."
2: We have a lot of uh, real jewelers in there. We have Andrea and uh, Maxoud. You know that was we just passed. Well, oh, that's
0: so. This is Keith Williams Richards right here, who is the great one of the great discoveries of this movie. If you ask him about his past, most of his answers end with "Let's leave it at that." <laughs> He's a real. It is what it is okay. what kind of guy. This is our own spring water. Everyone on the block in the Diamond District has their own thing that they try to separate, <laughs> that they vodka, try to create. wine, yeah. A lot of people have their own vodka. Greg Una has three kilos of vodka. Everyone has their own vodka in the Diamond District. But we thought, we always said to Sandler, asked early on, he says, Howard, drink. I said, Howard does not drink. He is not a drinker. He's got enough going on. He's not interested in it. Maybe it's a Jewish thing. That, that and would- uh, he said... Uh, Water is going to be KMH's thing.
2: That was a small thing, but they were both in the movie. They Sandler and Keith actually they did a lot of their stunts, so that was
0: that was interesting. Yeah, that was a nasty slap. Yeah, big. Time. This this um this scene there's a much longer version of it that features a monologue by Keith that is just petrifying. It's, it's to the it centers around the burning of a dog, but we we cut this down and condensed it into a title what? sequence here. Credit sequence. So Tommy, right there. What did Tommy say to you, Benny, the other day? He sent you a text. Oh, um... His mom? Oh, yeah, he sent me a picture of his mom going to the movie
2: theater. And he said, look it up, look at up, proud my mom is. He but he so but he used voice
0: yes, dictation.
2: He used voice. Voice. So it it said read that. to me, look it up, proud my mom is. But if you say if that you quickly, look it, look it up, up, proud, my, it mom proud is. my mom is. <laughs> you know, it's <that's> amazing. <laughs> I love that. Tommy was so excited. You know, these, it was amazing to just see... See him fold into it all. Yeah, Tommy
0: and Keith were, were special casting decisions.
2: See, this was fun to have to figure out how... Well, all these extras. Yes, all, the, yeah. the fake, the real background was really fun to kind of figure out.
0: This block is such a specific block in New York. It's 31st uh, between 1st uh, and the and, uh, FDR. Uh, and
2: Listen, to the, listen for this the FDR and all these filmed. scenes.
0: This is the actual building that he was entering right there. It's Palm Klementyov here who uh she had a much larger yeah we cut
1: a bunch of her I mean that's us C- well, see great her dad, actress.
2: your dad's painting
1: Siamese twins <laughs> there's a, always reminds me of two of my mother which is weirdly creepy <laughs> that that uh, table someone just recently Dakota on,
2: I think it's D- Dakota Jackie. I don't
0: know, I don't know so, this is uh so this scene here uh this was a Julia's first scene that we shot with her and uh it's her first film so this was she thought it would be appropriate if her character because her character hasn't been uh, didn't sleep last night she would stay up all night in uh, kind of emotional prep for the film for the scene and uh, this was originally a six page scene that uh, has a lot of ups and downs it was a very difficult one for actors to go hot cold hot cold but it was it was amazing to, uh, to to see her eventually trudge through but it was at first we were all kind of Rolling her eyes that she did that, but she's I want, incredible. Here.
2: I want to just uh, shout out to Darius Kanji because this scene is actually we had because it was such a long scene we were going to be shooting all day, so we had to have complete control, and that's a, a built window with fake light coming out of it, and it's just so beautiful. Why do you have to ruin the? I want it's part then. of that's why people are listening to this. They want to hear. They want to see behind it. They want lot. it ruined. Yeah, Josh. yeah. Ruin
3: yeah. it. This is the ruining. <laughs> Darius is a necromancer. What were you going to say, Ronzo? I remember watching Darius cut small felt. Triangles and affixing them to the ceiling it was mystifying. <laughs>
2: yeah, what do they do? They like they they this reduce. This photoshoot
3: was shot by the great photographer
0: Daniel Arnold. Uh, I we... think I think those triangles they like reduce. And what the I love, exposure
2: about... on one part of the front. Well, he was very upset. Yeah. China uh, Mac. There's the China
0: Mac right there in the background. Uh, great local rapper. Uh, this actually right here, uh, uh, Sam is a she's a uh, big big bling rapper uh, in Chinatown. Uh, bling jeweler, bling jeweler. Sorry, bling rapper. <laughs> She's also a bling rapper. Uh, that Michael Jackson piece we built for the movie. Yeah. Mike friend says it here. This was we wanted to cast the real bookie, Sibo's real bookie. Um, and, Love, Love you. Yeah, no name mentioned. <laughs> but uh, when we had this inspired idea to include the sports pope in a movie about sports degeneracy. Uh, it, he also, there is a there is a spiritual connection between Mike Francesa and
1: he, They're, they're, well, they're out-of-borough Italian guys who yeah. like to dress sharp. Yes, they, that,
0: remember, like Mike said, he he's like, oh, I know exactly who to model this after. And he brought his
2: own suit, <laughs> yes, and he's very proud that he's like, I didn't have to go through one second of hair and makeup.
0: There <laughs> was a, that scene was longer in the script. That scene was. Great. That's Josh in the background.
1: Yes, that was my cameo. Oh, <laughs> Tommy with an amazing fall. So yeah, was,
2: he was actually very he didn't want to get punched. He was very proud. <laughs> yeah, look at a, he,
0: a guy like that. And doesn't he's like, get punched. yeah. And he's like, That's but then Todd when we told- right here who was uh, Sandler Sandler trailed a lot for the movie. He's a real jeweler. And, and a lot of Howard comes from Todd. But he was really special. Uh, generous in his time and, and energy.
2: I remember when we showed Tommy who was actually gonna punch him. He's like, "Okay, I, I'd buy that." That's <laughs> Sean what I mean. right there. Sean is actually—he was on One Life to Live, which was <laughs> pretty
1: amazing. That guy played football at Notre Dame. That stunt man—he <laughs> looks like a teddy bear.
2: <laughs> and these are all live uh, security cameras that you're seeing, which actually was helpful on the set because we would—you had to have. There's a high-pitched little...
0: sound right there with the door when the door opens. That came from uh, an additional sound recording day in the Diamond District. When we went through a real double door system, Kevin Garnett, man, this this scene, you know, as a director, you you have these these landmarks in your script and your production where you uh, where you have a lot of extras, and they're, they're, they induce a certain sort of anxiety. But when you're actually on the set, they, there's there's kind of like a, a big safety net to fall on because they just it just oozes life and and. Uh, I think demands the great performances. Yeah, and every and
2: everybody's talking in the scene. You know, right. everybody's talking. Right. And and every cut, every cut is like micro-surgery. Yeah, it's it's literally insane. Because and then on top of that, the blocking is changing at every microsecond too. So this
3: this part right here in the in the
0: script here, where where Howard says, "Let me, uh, the, let me clean your earrings for you," came from time in the Diamond District. Research is something that we know that in particular with Todd, he said when you get a big high-profile client in. You want to get the jewelry off of them as soon as possible and it, for a number of reasons. A, it allows you to uh, look at the jewelry up close and then you can criticize it. B, it makes the client feel naked and they subconsciously want to fill that void and buy something new. And, uh, and, and C, it's you know a nice gesture to give. A, it's also, I mean, it doesn't cost you anything. It's also not
2: it, nice but. to criticize it when it's on their well, body. You can't, yeah. you can't yeah.
0: see it up close. So these are, it's also, uh, it's also so the a Furby a con, here it's also just being you know what's crazy is I never we thought the Michael Jackson piece was going oh, yeah. <laughs> to be the iconic piece of the movie and the Furby which we went through such great lengths to create uh, I mean those eyes are so frightened uh, it, 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 it's incredible to see how much the Fur, how much love the Furby gets right there that's uh, Arthur uh, who's another jeweler, another jeweler. This sequence right here on set, Sandler embraced, we raised each other and we did like 25 back and forths where he came in and out. Yeah, he's a crazy ass Jew. We love, we're all crazy ass Jews. That's Roman who's also, uh, he works for Todd who was in the hallway earlier. So uh, when I was uh, doing, I won't say name names, but uh, when we were doing, we've been on this junk tour press tour if you want to call it that this uh this subplot in the film the fake rolex hustle was a much bigger one uh, over the years and i got really deep into my research and there was a handful of uh people critics or what have you who were very interested in knowing uh about the details of the uh fake rolex hustle and where to get them and if i could share emails with the suppliers <laughs> <laughs> and i did <laughs> The Rolex, by the way, the fake Rolex hustle—it's it, they make the movement in the same factory in Switzerland. That uh, they're so they're, the fakes are so good that sometimes uh, the authorities have a hard time telling. The I difference. remember
2: Ronnie because Kevin kept going up and down, and we're so we're such sticklers about that that we literally have to make it match every single time.
3: The sound in the background here was probably. As an <laughs> i mean you have six seven people miked everyone's talking over each other so you're lakeith. really finding micro spaces between syllables to conjoin shots this right here when the
0: cameras kind of move in for these cl- tighter close-ups between the two of them it feels almost like you're getting to see the main event at a boxing arena you're getting to see sandler and lakeith kind of go toe to toe and it's an, it to me is when the movie really kind of lets you it clicks in, well, click yeah, in. and it's yeah.
2: like, and it's it's this moment in particular where everybody's like, oh, well, why is everybody talking? It's because this moment feels so much more real well, there, when also, everybody is talking in the background.
0: It's also their are you know their yeah. partners, and I like that about. Oh, so Darian, who's, who's showing up with the uh, with the package here, uh, Darian. It, so this was a stage, so we did our best to bring as much of 47 Street as we could. So Darian is the most trusted FedEx delivery guy on the block in Diamond District. And as you can imagine, packages in the Diamond District are extremely valuable. Everyone knows what's in them, even if they're generically marked. And he hasn't taken a day off of work his entire uh, time working with FedEx. And when the jewelers saw him on set, they said, is that Darian? I said, yeah. They're like, how'd you get Darian to be in this movie? we just begged him it was hard it was just it's harder than it was just as hard as getting sandler uh a little <laughs> less hard but um uh but he was incredible Yussi, man this yeah. is max sood who who has tracks nyc and uh, people are getting a kick out of finding his instagram and seeing because his he, rants on his igtv he and he can't seeing help but be himself just as you imagine looking through fish while watching his instagram <laughs>
1: He's a real natural ranter. Well, he I mean, he'll just rant. Yeah,
2: he can't help but be himself, and that's what's beautiful.
1: Remember that pile of uh, clothing. Actually, when
0: we were doing research in the Diamond Street one day, these guys came in. Actually, we feature them later in the movie, and they would boost from uh, from Bloomingdale's, and they would bring this incredible designer clothing in at an, at an amazing discount. Uh, and uh, actually, Sandler made me buy... Uh, a, a jacket off of them because they, well they were trying to sell it to sandler because he clearly had the money for it i ended up buying a nice jacket it looked better on you it, it did this opal we spent a lot of time trying to create this it's about hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of, of of opals uh some of them precious black some of them we put
1: a lot of romance into that stone yeah <laughs> uh i think we even shot one at one point and had to reshoot it uh
0: People
2: were flying all over the country
3: to get these stones, you know. And then they had to return some of them. Oh Oh, yeah, the eyes. (laughs) Yeah, I had been projecting Lord of the Rings, all things, and uh, there was a moment when Ian Holmes' uh, eyes changed color, and that became the inspiration for those uh, diminishing eyeball effect in that moment. Just so subtle. I wonder how many people pick up on it. People are picking up
0: on it.
2: They are now. It's funny to hear that. We added all these cell phone rings, which is funny.
0: Everyone there is checking out all the pictures that are on the wall there, which are uh, loaned to us from Izzy Aviani, whose son appears in the movie as Sandler's son. One of my favorite lines right there. And I, that Kev, I was watching the history Kevin, channel. You Kevin know, was trying so, to learn shit.
2: Kevin was so good here, and this is this is probably like oh, one I of love the, that line too. One though. of the Hold hardest. On. No, I'm in the middle LaKeith's of line. I'm in the middle of Everybody,
0: of the middle of saying Everybody saying. wants middle to be a Jew. He wants everyone to be saying something. <laughs> Kevin trying here. to get deep here, Benny. <laughs> I, I, mean too.
2: I'm saying. I'm talking about Kevin. The fact that Kevin had to really just get into not only what what Howard's saying, but an inanimate object. You know. It was it's such it's a difficult easy. thing to do yeah, no yeah. And he just
3: totally folded in here's that it's footage beautiful. by the way the b-roll footage that Sibo <laughs> and i <laughs> shot while josh was in the cave during ramadan yeah and take uh, a look out for those somebody. somebody actually those guys, those the guys rock, were right? so
1: um so generous this, yeah, this guy were, right these there. guys were really generous There's that's our the guy that's, on the
3: right yeah. he's the one whose leg gets busted up at the beginning of opening. yeah all the all of the
0: everyone in africa in south africa we shot with was unbelievable it was really uh professional and, and uh, dedicated crew it's like the nicest moment between julie and howard no, no, i love how i love how little the stone looks in kevin's hands you know when howard was holding it, it was so massive. that he says check this out it's my favorite my best loop that's a, that is todd volpeo's loop who as you saw in the hallway earlier and he was so nervous about it. He would have lent us so much jewelry, but that loop was what he was most nervous about lending us. And right he had to, once he
2: lent it to us, he had to give it to us for a long time because that's Howard's loop, and it's got to stay with us the whole production. He did not like that.
0: You have here um, Daniel's beautiful score coming back in here, which is inspired by uh, uh, the space-based creation of Constance Demby, uh, uh, which is an uh, instrument she created to erupt your chakras. Middle Earth shit is in the line that Ronnie, mm-hmm. Ronnie, you were always like, you like that line, right, Josh? <laughs> and and I, I, it doesn't make any sense, but I—that's why I like it. And it was, uh, Kevin didn't have any pictures of himself growing up, so we had to really go through a lot.
2: For that moment, we actually had we we had the the buzzer we're and we didn't with the detonator, and we didn't tell anybody when it was going to happen. So we let the scene play. Everybody was talking, and. We controlled when it was going to happen to keep it as a total surprise. So if you rewind it back, you'll see everybody's face when that happens. I always like looking at that. Yeah, this Here, is... Here's the moment
3: where Kevin becomes an
2: actor. Yes, yeah. I, I agree. This frustration. Not
4: I can't do it. That. God damn it. I, I it's set for auction. I I can't. Why the relate. fuck would you show me something if I couldn't have it then? And
2: I remember I <laughs> I remember talking to Kevin and it's like just the fact that like you have to be comfortable just showing that even though it's fake,
1: you know, you have
3: to
2: but really be comfortable right. letting it out. Yeah, Kevin's of course he's right. right. Yeah. Why would you show it yeah, What's the bit, what's in, the point?
1: But it kind of means more coming from an NBA yes, All-Star. Yes. He's had everything. Of course. The idea is he's gotten everything it's he wants. It's totally for inappropriate. 20 years. It's totally inappropriate. In a way you would think if you didn't
0: know how Bizarrely emotional, and you know Howard is. You would think this is part of his selling tactics, <laughs> right? And, yeah. to, and to increase, <laughs> I and to,
2: yeah, I did. Yeah. To increase, I was convinced to increase the tension in this moment. We recorded. We went back and recorded a bunch of other people in the who are actually in the showroom to in, to goad Kevin and goad Howard to really make it another.
0: Howie Bling is his level. Instagram handle, which is, it's just perfect. Look I at love the when phone KG here. Look at the phone here. Schwitzy.
2: We actually had the actual uh 2012 ios here look at that shutter (laughs) yeah
0: apple apple hooked it up there
4: uh,
2: i I love that i love that kevin lets him no no i know know, this
0: collateral makes sense yeah what was anyone expecting that's why kevin kevin's the most dignified character in the movie he respects that howard wants that oh that so that nicks ring right there that's so much yeah yeah. that's 73 nicks ring tom Riker's. uh which is the one that would make its way to auction well, it's, uh it's it's just speaks to howard i believe howard was probably in the building
3: i think that his dad got him into the building and he just speaks to an illness which is nick's fandom and also it's just one of those examples of a very small little practical detail pointing to something almost unreachably psychological mm-hmm. there's a history there
0: black Jew power uh, that's an improvised line from lakeith and he because he's currently he actually just rapped uh uh, the fred hampton movie so he was reading all about the black panthers in between days on this film and it's just such a nuanced beautiful deep improvised line to throw back in howard's face uh this concept
1: of black jew power does does everyone does anyone know that um his son is supposed to be taking a shit right there (laughs) No, no one would know that uh
0: yeah this this that's our he says, Alberto, It's her dad right there in the red shirt who used to work in the Diamond District. Oh. Uh, they're skeet.
1: Love this shit. Should, uh, should, yeah, should we expose the gold screws?
0: Should we expose the gold screw? Nah, it's a, It's one, I'll of, keep my, it that's I'll one keep of my it favorite set. shots in the movie right there. And these two are the best. But that cue, too, is really these, Ronnie,
2: we got Ronnie Greenberg and Marshall Greenberg.
0: So these guys are twins. Uh, I met them in the Diamond District. Uh, they were. This scene was originally planned for a different casting decision. And I wanted Marshall right there uh, to play the part, to be in the film more than anything. He reminded me of the uh, Ronnie Dangerfield, uh, an inspiration on the film. I love Marshall and Ronnie right there. He um, actually went to film school with Darius, which is this. This scene, I mean, Marshall is incredible. They both have such impeccable timing. And
2: this was this scene for Sandler was the first time. It was like I guess the second day of shooting, and this was the first day he was going in. And really acting opposite jewelers. So he was super pumped up and nervous in a way to kind of be really show that he was Howard. And that's where it was like I got very excited about the whole movie because he took it so personally and really wanted to perform and prove to them that he was a real person.
0: His voice, let's make it quick. You know what? You know what? I wait. that That, that, That line of this movie comes from the faces. And the the sound, the, the cadence of just, the voices just are so that, important.
2: That that's let that let's make it quick is so interesting because when we told Marshall, we said, Marshall, you got to go fast. Twenty twelve, right? We got to make this speech. You got to really go, really like um, like motor mouth it. He goes. So when he internalized that, he said, all right. Right before he gave it out, he goes, let's make it quick. This it's just is such a great portrait
0: of of a New York City block. We didn't cl- shut it down, and just the people you see, like that guy right there, Ronnie likes to say, he's an right. aged punk. uh the lady who crosses the street oh yeah i tried to
2: get i tried to get um ava and cosmo into that but cosmo's not
0: not into it uh this this scene was is was very hard to shoot because you don't shut the street down and you have a car in you have a camera inside the car that's eric on On the the, opposite end of the sidewalk so every car car is going in front
2: of us you know you literally miss it we missed it five times
0: Nino's, this guy right here, He there was a sequence that took place in the Rockaway Casino Resorts world, and he was going to have a much bigger part. Uh, that's Nino right here, the owner of the restaurant. Great story. We were so
2: excited to find
0: this location. Oh, So this is a... I love the chef. This, this okay. is... Sorry, I, I texted Ronnie, and I said, we need something...
3: Just a, for detail a detail to detail. get us into the, the back of the restaurant. So, yeah, I stole that from Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> the the, the uh, carrots in the Caesar salad. Someone actually
1: did that, Ronnie? Yeah. That's
3: unbelievable. Put <laughs> carrots that's in the Caesar salad. Yeah.
1: This is like Mike on the radio right yeah, this now. is Yeah, this is a portrait of Francesa's radio show. Right, right. To me, right. this is the ultimate kind of purely expressive uh, gambler and bookie scene. Because, you know, no one really does... Places bets in a kitchen. Fell off a truck, but it's incredible. You
0: know we try to pack I, in as many jokes as we can I also, in this movie, I also and, love... and I internally battle with Ronnie and Benny and Sibo <sighs> about which jokes fell can off stay. A truck. I love but that, that one gets laughed. Laugh. I, love... I also love that oh, we this, cut out Sibo. Hold on, yeah, that we I, cut to the cook is the best. This house, the woman who owns this house, was so protective of her Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything like it before. She, she Russell, also she was knew. Very, no, no, no. She understood she was she was the also, technology. She's also, she was in her 80s, and she would sit there, and she would say, you're not going to get the password. She was like the, a troll. Who she knew, because
2: she, she said, if I give it to you, everybody's going to get it, and what's going to happen is I'm not going to be able to stream my movies. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. All
0: right. We've, we've, we smart. didn't change too much in this house, but we added that massage chair, because Howard— Howard needs a massage chair. One thing that was a they're very, very science one th- fiction. One thing that chairs. was very
2: new on this production for us was you had to get permission for every single piece of artwork in the background. So what's
0: incredible is the back. This was we shot this at noon. I, know know. I mean, if you look at the outside there, look how beautifully lit that exterior is. Here's Adina just uh, the adina's best. from syoset which was very close to where this scene takes place she, she said to us how like many Roslyn. what's
2: the percentage of long island do you want <laughs> when she was coming up with the accent hit that and i also love that she knows she knows what point it is in the game
0: i mean this is just this is me understanding what people feel when i'm in this mode yeah exactly <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs>
2: And she surprised everybody with that yell. It was amazing.
0: So that this bed here, this is obviously this the whole <laughs> room was constructed on that stage on the on that in this house. That bed was something we were obsessing over. We wanted. Howard believes that his kids can ascend through materialism and. Uh, he wants the world for his family, and uh, if he can't personally give himself to them as much as he wants to anymore, he'll give them everything. Yeah, he no, can just get. that that shot shows how
3: much he loves them. You know. Yeah. Also, you know, my kid just would not adjust to bedtime, so I spend so much of my life laying on the carpet just like that. <laughs> it's,
2: it's something. Yeah, it's just such a strange feeling, you know, to be in a dark room with them. It's beautiful.
0: That's Johnny Arambayev, <laughs> who. Um, Obviously, his toy collection is like his gem collection, but Johnny right there is the son of a of a big bling jeweler named uh, Izzy Aviani. Uh, and here, that a lot though, right, is so complicated because he's he's romanticizing uh, the very thing that is uh, going to be the demise. We, we did have a
2: full-size uh, basketball brother, hoop yeah. in our in our and, room
0: uh, as kids with the chain-link fence.
3: What's that, Ronzo? Just in that moment, you can just see the seeds of a of a of a gambling addiction. Oh, for to come, sure, you know. Yeah, I, I love that a lot, though, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, wow! On the TV, right there, it's a little bit of subtle foreshadowing. You know, there's an art to finding the right piece of background material that is do both pe- relevant but not too on the nose.
2: Do people exactly. watch the director's commentary first, or do they watch no, it after? I'm wondering. Watch it
3: after, no do one one you think
2: some? I'm wondering. Some people probably do.
3: It's a weird way to
0: watch a movie Benny. I'm wondering well if you're doing that right now there's something wrong with you stop yeah and watch it normally see so this was a in as a from a writing standpoint you know you have these scenes where you where you uh, there's a mohegan son another foreshadow um but you have these uh, well, you're you have these scenes in the movie that demand some sort of exposition
3: and uh you try to figure out a way to to embed it through character right and, you know you just it's careful you don't want to sort of hammer your exposition out through the characters mouths it's a it's kind of an abuse of their being and it's a, it's a struggle this, this was uh, something we discussed with sandler
0: a lot beforehand is figuring out the, yeah. the different types of winning
2: because what, yeah everybody knows one way of winning and we wanted to show a new a movie. way this movie's a lot about yeah. coming <laughs> But and we wanted to is, show a new way of like what it is that he feels that's different than another person who wins a bit.
0: I love this performance from Santa. This is Ferris, On the voice of the yeah, cab driver. The cab
2: driver, Ferris, He was in one of our short films.
4: We'll I just. I
0: just I he plays uh, the. Uh, you in Acquaintance of the only yeah, Day. Yeah, yeah, he's the... He's the, the Daddy the. Longlegs as well. Oh, that's right, he is, right. Yes, he is he's in Daddy in. Longlegs.
2: He plays the, uh, the boat driver.
0: Oh, yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> Terry. He, he owns the boat. Yes,
2: you're right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: There's something very uh, <laughs> nostalgic and emotional <laughs> for me about the, um, the, uh, the, the, the pieces that the NBA broadcasts use to go to commercial. Mm-hmm. They find these great narrative something almost seems scripted they find these little these breaks and that right there seeing the passion of kevin garner you can always lean on kg to give you a commercial break uh segue
2: and this just this moment is something that really is only derived by using a real phone because you could totally control when he gets the call and when she answers but because we're connecting them in real time you have this
0: interesting pause the tension it's a lace tension like she's not answering she's not home where is she yeah What's up? I got held up. Julia's vo- voice acting is really difficult, uh, and it's it it uh, it insinuates a sort of realism that you can't that that you can't put your finger on. Mm-hmm. It's it's there's a nuance to it, and she's she's so great here in this, which was obviously hey, hey, also recorded live. Hey. This frustration here, yeah. She's,
4: what? I can't wait to see you. I'm in an
1: incredible. Mood. And I
0: love that Howard gets into incredible moods. Howard is a moody dude.
1: I love Sandler, but also that—that's something he gets
3: to kind of gloat about in that moment. Yes, it's so, so this sweet. Is, this is in the script. This is sort of the only room we have for sweetness, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we we came up with this idea to put him in the closet and do this sort of sex thing. Pretty late, yeah, right? Just you know, um, nudity can be garish and blunt, and it's hard to communicate sweetness through it. And this was a way for us to get get dirty with it. But at
0: the same time, we're using a trope almost in movies where, where usually
3: you insinuate something, some sort of dread. Whenever yeah, yeah. Someone's yeah, when hiding. she's
2: talking, she's talking nice put things about Howard there. It, yeah.
3: Into a surveillance position to discover something bad, right? And he doesn't, um, but it sort of plants a seed of expectation. And then that's you know, well, they both have. that comes to fruition. Certainly, the pretty much the next time you see her. I love that they both uh, instinctually know to celebrate
0: with Smith and Walensky's. This is probably the quietest moment in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But of course, we had to. Riddle. I saw somebody.
2: Somebody said, like, I love that. Somebody said to me, I love that Howard has the the noise on his phone. It was it something that like actually
0: him. I battled with because it's it doesn't make any sense because you would not want to but, call any attention But there to the is fact a type you, of
2: person who does have the volume always on on their phone But if you were hiding in
0: a closet But it was a spur would, of the moment thing you know? No, no, no it's, If Howard was hiding in the closet he would turn his thing off It's, it's on it's, for expressive to We also want to yes.
2: show the texting and have that sound
0: increase Well, it's just like that sound of technology is yeah. such a It's important is such a harsh hard grab at trying to make it real uh, You see phones now do these things where they have to, they have, where they vibrate a little bit mm-hmm. when you touch them It's just some sort of way of, Which is of an making sound technology of right? uh, a, a physical thing.
2: Actually, getting that sound of the the finger on the screen was specific. Yeah, we touch glass all I the know, time. Think about weird how weird thing. that is. And I love this is actually a very funny thing that Sandler. He just said it to um, to to Jackie, his wife. She always thought that this was shot on location. But Sam was like, I was actually looking right at Benny when I was texting this stuff. So she's like, oh, I wish you had told me that. <laughs> I'm gonna come. I'm gonna
0: come. Julie, was. that was, I think, the second take of her reacting like that, which is, again, not not easy to do. But I just love seeing those windows in the background, yeah. knowing that we're in a city. And that's so This touching. I find this to be really touching. And then you... Uh, Remind so, everybody that we're all just these little narratives.
2: And actually to find a building where we had access to the building, is so many logistical things that we'll work our way into. Yeah, I know. I'm almost there. I'm almost
0: there. What? You told me that already. And you know what I love about this? Howard Nine fucked o'clock. last night, in. and you can see it and feel it. He looks like a guy who had sex last night. A little glow yeah you know what glow. I'm saying like he has like maybe he woke up they had sex again in the morning he looks a little He's feeling very he lost three pounds <laughs> look look at that smile I had sex last night I had sex last night I had sex last night I had sex last night
5: hi
4: hey
0: this was a we had a different location that was actually much more tied to the real Christie's Uh and uh we had to change last second but this was a very cool location because it has two entry inside. points north and south and park the car. Haley uh, who's playing the receptionist for me that's our own my own personal nod to King of Comedy because she reminds me of Sandra Bernard and obviously Rupert has the uh, great interactions with the receptionist that <laughs> <laughs> Howard's just screaming fuck in a, in that
2: he's, he's 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 very <laughs> nice and cordial when he's in front of her but he thinks as soon as he walks away okay. he can Mitchell
0: do and Stewart here so actually that's Mitchell Mitch, actually, yesterday someone asked the, us to sign something, and they, they asked. They said, "I'm so happy you put Mitch in the film. He would normally be here." I said, "Mitch would not normally." Mitch Mitchell, right there, is a big autograph collector. The the uh, funny Paul thing, McCartney so, has broken his eardrum. Uh, Rod Stewart probably has nightmares about him. So Mitchell, that Mi- cast, he was like, "You really want me to put the cast on? How'd I break it?" I said, "You come up with that, Mitchell. You figure out how you." Mitchell
2: broke it. Mitchell was in a short film of ours a long time ago, and when he came to do, because we had to do a so we'd put him on 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 camera to prove that he could do it again and when we had him there he brought his brother to the audition and he said maybe my brother can get a job too and we're like of course
0: Stuart, <laughs> so Stewart actually his brother recorded a full album of
3: music for the movie it's pretty good with lyrics with yeah. lyrics yeah and I, song just, I love these two just because I love the hierarchy that it creates in yes. the movie, the scale, the relationship between a Mitchell and a Arnold. The uh, two and types of heavies, yeah. You have
2: Mitchell and his brother, and you have Keith and Tommy, or, yeah, you know. You or,
3: know Lakeith does something really
0: interesting before he got into the car, where he squeezes the uh, his trap on his shoulder, which is his way of letting him know how stressful this life is. But I love Lakeith because he's so smooth yet in control, yet also stressed out with his own problems.
5: <laughs>
2: also that he just doesn't turn the music down all the way while they're having this conversation. Right,
4: then we're going to practice.
0: We're going to practice. <laughs> I mean, this is this was <laughs> interesting, because if you jump into Lakeith's character here and Damani's character, the, the Damani character, he's in a spot right now, because when you handle big superstars, you don't, you don't know how far you want to push it. You don't know. You have a limited amount of asks, because... Uh, because the ego is such a hard thing to uh, manage, and uh, he, uh, he he doesn't know what he's going to do here. He's going to show up mm-hmm. with a jeweler and tell him, give me this thing back, that means a lot to you. This scene we wrote on the way to the location. <laughs> on the way to Mohegan Sun, yeah, because Ra- Rajan Rondo was supposed to be in the scene, and it centered around him, and he fell out last second. But this is one of the scenes I'm that's, most. That's that's why proud Howard of.
2: says I wish I I kind of hope Rondo's in there, you know. But I we but the too. but
0: the New York the Jews and basketball thing is is a deep. Uh, it, it's it's it, you look up the relation look up the history of Jews and basketball. There's articles and they're all fascinating. I'm not gonna get into it. Sick, no. sick. basketball city. <laughs> <laughs> Love this place. There's
2: certain there's certain phrases so only that just Howard, stick out. Just
0: for a second, imagine you're a jeweler. No. You go to an NBA practice facility. And you run under the court and take a layup? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is Howard's sin, is he can't get out of his own way. He's so happy. His mood dictates everything in his life. And because he did that, he's now getting boned in the locker room.
2: Well, because demani has got no plan there. Demonte. You know, Damani, what is he going mean, to do? was yeah. so grateful
0: that Howard can't yeah. get out of his own way. What was he going to do with that? Raleem right out? there on the left, who he's talking to, she was the warden of uh, Manhattan Detention Center in Rikers Island for many, many years. We've put her in a handful of things. She's she's a sweet woman. We met her during research for Good um, Time. That's right. She helped us a lot, yeah. I love people pausing to see the
3: other texts that he sent. I to. call this the uh,
2: the head-turning scene. <laughs>
3: Adina's so great in this. And I just love this. You know, I grew up on the North Shore of Long Island and in this exact culture. <laughs> New setting. Just the way Jews talk about vacations, the way other people talk about the weather. <laughs> And uh, it's
2: such a status symbol, you know, right. like, where'd you go? Oh, wow.
0: And and in particular, Karen, who's playing the uh, other mother there, uh, who's, who's um, you'll see her husband, Aaron, who is, we grew up with yes, him. Yes, he's one of he, the... Uh, he actually scaled a four-story building when he forgot his passport and broke, our win- broke and he's, the window. He's and in in. he's yeah. in Daddy Long Legs, too. He's great in Daddy Long Legs. Yeah. No music, I'm allergic to music. Uh... <laughs> But um, just the, that couple right there, you know, it's you can give setting is something that often people uh, think is tied to shots of landmarks and locations, but I believe setting is tied to uh, characters and people, and they are uh, they they tell you where you are. And there's in the world some right there's now.
2: something that that Aaron does in this scene, which is so amazing. They're having this whole conversation, and then he realizes that Howard has just started paying attention, and he gives him that little two word summary. No vacation. Yeah, but, <laughs> it but it's on discreet. the trapeze is the yeah. line that yeah. yes <laughs> that, that sticks out. I mean, she <laughs> trapeze. And, and,
0: and Karen's line, <laughs> oh, where she search. says the morons in Cancun being prideful oh, to be a, because so, who doesn't so, want to be a moron? But it's on a not even that
3: she's just so centered. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. she is so centered. I know. I, know I, wish her, I could be that. That's her.
2: Like, okay, yeah. I guess that's what we'll what we'll do.
0: <laughs> so this sequence obviously is a um, big narrative. Turn because it's, everything is technically going right except for the hiccup with the opal. Uh, he hit his big bet, and uh, you know this is—it's pretty scary to see people show up at your kid's play.
2: And Tommy actually couldn't couldn't run; he had hurt his legs, so we had to we had to find another so heavy, we, which was actually interesting because it's that kind of l- stuff that makes you add to the interesting things but, to so the script and the movie. Louis
0: uh, on the right. You'll see, Louie on the right, we wanted to put him in good time, but he uh, had to go away for a little bit, <laughs> and he couldn't, uh, put... and the bite, remember,
1: he's like, you can actually bite me, let's oh, put some padding. Oh, really and Sandler he really, Sandler bit him. hurt. I love, even though Howard is running here, I think of this as one of his tougher, more courageous moments. In the oh, yeah. He's, he stood up to them. He of pushed course him. he did. That yeah. was important those for guys Sandler. Are
2: scary. Sandler wanted that. He's like, I don't want to just get pushed around all the time.
0: I mean, that's embarrassing.
2: And this, when Bogosian saw this, you'll see Eric, he plays Arno. When he saw Howard run out and do all of these stunts in loafers, you know, on wet grass, he's just like, this is dedication right here.
0: Embracing slow motion here is nice. It's a moment that you feel in real life, but you don't actually... And that, and that, that, his gesture with the hand, turn it around.
2: Without being able to hear him, you just, know, these are things that Just seeing a you,
0: menacing person muted is, is scarier. Well, it's,
2: those are things that you'll see in real life, and it's like, how do you actually translate that?
0: I remember the crew was kind of all looking at us because this was a big crew, and, and, and they were like, "This is our first like action sequence." Yeah, and we, they were and we did it. In one take. They we they got like, it all down. All because we didn't really. I think really, they were all secretly being like, "Let's see how they." Oh yeah, let's it. see how this
2: works. Like well, the blocking was really open, and they were trying to figure it out. It's like they, when it happened in the first take, everybody was like, "Oh wow, that's pretty special."
4: We
0: broke this up. Uh, I, know, a, I think a week and a half between that scene and this scene. We struggled a lot with the writing of this scene. Yeah, it was. It had a lot of different iterations. The SUV, the uh, when we arrived on Arno, sitting in the front seat, that was big, f- big for us. Also, the fact the, that the cat bit me is, is big too, because it insinu- it's the one of the first lines that insinuates that a Arno isn't Jewish, and b that there's the whole perception of Jews out there.
2: <laughs> this is one of Arno's caps. You know, that was another thing. That, that's kind of the humanized story. Yeah
0: uh this so the gentleman in the back tommy keith and louie this is their first film all of them and uh we wanted this obviously is a scene with a lot of exposition in it as well and which is uh, eric, why it was a struggle for. Yeah. yeah and eric eric when we were shooting this scene you know because we encouraged keith tommy and louie to to uh <laughs> to improvise chaos in between their lines and it created a kind of cacophony of noise that Eric had a hard time finding his way in for his own lines, which were very, very important for the movie and for him. So early on, uh, Timberlake, uh, early on, uh, one of the early takes, Eric smashed the dashboard and said, I don't know about any of you, but I got lines I fucking gotta say, so you gotta give me my room. And I had to go and talk to Eric and talk explain to him that his character is a lot about posturing. He's in a situation that he doesn't really control. And this is the first hint at that. And uh, if he can't get a line in, he should assert himself and feel free to add improvised lines like if shut the fuck up uh, to let him everyone know who's in charge.
2: And that's also that's literally it's it's for an editing point of view, too. You know, you need him to get everybody to be quiet to say those lines. And it's funny because if you look at uh, Louie in the corner, his cue to punch Howard was so specific He's literally sitting there waiting to hear one word. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see it kind of makes him laser focus on Howard.
1: I like to think in this scene Tommy was using Howard as a human stress ball. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, S- Sandler was covered in bruises after this scene. Yeah, Cuz look, they are manhandling so, him. And that right.
0: and look he's actually getting he
2: is actually getting choked
0: right here. Right. Mm-hmm.
2: That, that's actually Sandler not Sandler being trying able to, to pull
0: the arms off and they were didn't know that that was act. That but, was real. But
2: there was a stunt coordinator was in the front looking back, and he called it off right after that. But, man.
0: Yeah, that's why this. And this scene was total,
2: total chaos. Josh and I are in the trunk.
0: I pissed my pants here, it's... actually, right now. <laughs> I released one second of urine. <laughs>
2: because my look glasses. at look, watch this right here. Sandler just gets <laughs> demolished. He gets covered by people. And God, it was so physical. This boy. is a stressful day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but everyone was so.
3: Eric is so great. And that so great. these the, these, fear in the look face, in
2: yeah. his eyes in this whole scene was so important <laughs> because just, he doesn't just, know he is this where he wanted this to it's go. It's just
0: the idea of a guy who's make who's high, who's making decision there. that he knows he has to make, but not knowing <laughs> the reality of it, and how it's gonna play out. And <laughs> no, no, <laughs> <laughs> Scott Rudin wanted us to take that line out. We kept it in, but I think he liked it in the end. <laughs>
2: Fuck a rock Fuck you, oh, Louis.
0: Louis, you Louis adds so much to this movie. His face.
2: I have to pee. <laughs> <laughs> We're we we gonna pause it? pause it for a second, or do you want to keep going? Pause, pause, pause it. it. Okay. Take a break.
3: <laughs> All right, <you>
0: fuck. <laughs> uh. Come on, guys. Don't look. Stop,
2: Josh. Dana, Dana.
0: I'm not looking. I'm not <laughs> He's looking. just making a sound. He's not looking. <laughs> Benny, can you finish? Benny. We're going to okay, keep going, all right? I'm good. All right. Love this running style. Yeah, it's, we talked about this with yes. Adina. We, we, with the heels, she says, how much do you want the heels to impede yeah, my running? I call it against nature. <laughs> Yeah we in the it's script okay. screenwriting phase Thank of this, we okay. went back and forth. Uh, about, I was very insistent. no dialogue. Yeah, we, we went back nothing. and forth what, about could she a say? huge interaction right. here and, or completely okay. quiet. And uh, we thought that Adina's character, it says so much more that she has nothing to say here <laughs> than
2: She clocks it.
0: I mean <laughs> like, which just so shows you that this is actually not the worst that she's seen of
3: <laughs> Howard before.
4: What could you possibly be looking for in the forest? Oh, boy. <laughs>
3: Ooh, uh, <yeah. laughs> you know, all through the production, we were, you know, we uh, we could not afford an actual sort of uh, known play. Like, uh, we were going to do the Adams Family musical at one point. So then... Um, it, you know, while these guys were shooting, it sort of fell on me to look at public domain properties and I ended up reading 300 pages worth of grim fairy tales <laughs> and then just cobbling one together. At the same time, um, you know, I'd been working on this book with Robert Crumb, the cartoonist, and he had lent me this book about the history of um, anti-Semitism. So I was deeply entrenched in reading about um, Jews in the Middle Ages in Europe and and the genesis of this idea of uh, the gold obsession in Jews. So... Here we go. We land on this, I guess, very you know, Park. trenchant image of um, of of a man looking at his daughter puking out gold coins. And <laughs> and it's supposed and to yet be a gift, and, 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 and he <laughs> loves it. It cuts straight through all the tensions in his life. I mean, yeah. it, it hits him. It hits right. him.
2: Yeah, it's a deep moment. Something very nice about seeing Howard sh- have have
0: showered in his home. I them Call
4: you pick up when you know it's me. You don't. What was that all about? <laughs>
0: This uh, location, we we love locations with mirrors. Our production mi- team does not, um, because it makes it very difficult to hey, shoot in. The
2: challenge is make it better. But and then this, loved, when we saw this closet on location, it was a, a it was a eye opening. I love cedar closets. I love the smell of cedar yeah. closets. And and the sound quality of this place was amazing.
0: Yeah, we actually cut out Sandler's uh, in the in the character development I bought a, I went to um, Barney's and I talked I went to the cologne department and I asked that I told them I was buying a cologne for my uncle and uh they said well what's he like and it was a great exercise for me I had to t- kind of describe Howard the garishness I said he, he's the type of guy if he was in this room right now you would certainly know that and uh and they started to give me uh show me a lot of sense and um we ended up picking one and, and we cut it from the scene,
3: but he is applying tons of cologne. The, the, the thing I love about that previous scene is that amidst all the tensions uh, in his life and the text, there's a portion of real estate in his brain that is just oh, trying to okay. determine what shirt he's going to Yeah. <laughs> so the barbecue
0: chicken line uh, is, is actually uh, it's an interesting history to it.
3: <laughs> yeah, we had reached a... a, a some, a sort of roadblock in terms of getting the project greenlit and properly budgeted. And so we went into a meeting with um, with Eli Bush and Scott Rudin, and there was a lot of tension. I would say it was the only real meeting that was, you know... Laced with tension. Laced yeah. with dread and tension. And Josh decided to cut the tension <laughs> by saying, Oh, is that barbecue chicken? Yeah. And uh, and the response he got was, It's just chicken. So, yeah, we put that in the script. Yeah. Small talk sometimes is
0: so naked and ugly. And the trunk scenario. It's, it's nice to see Howard actually try to confront his problems with his wife. Uh Noah here, she was uh she was fantastic and the the audition process for that character was was a funny one. The script that we gave all the actresses was um to perform the school play for a uh, school casting director, and uh, and they were supposed to be this school casting director was supposed to cut them off, played by our real casting director Jennifer Venditti and they were supposed to be uncomfortable about that and leave the room and then come back into the room, and ask if they could charge their if anyone had a charger because they weren't expecting to be so short and it's a very nuanced tough mm. thing to pull off and Noah did it so her, her performance was was so embarrassed. Mm. Uh, and so realistic that yeah, the, it, it played like it, i can 't imagine what someone if they were watching just the the audition process if they thought there was some sort
3: of mistake
2: well, the whole point is yeah, you see them performing and then you see them when they 're not when they 're literally but I, but not acting she you
3: know? plays a Jap very very well, and just to add this scene didn 't exist until we did a table read with Adam, and he really felt like it was missing there wasn 't a moment of confrontation between him and his daughter and and uh, I think it's a testament just to the faith we all have in one another because yeah. really on the page, it's hard to see that scene. Nothing is said. Yeah. Nothing is said. Yeah. Adam was always uh, keen well, to, yeah,
2: he, to
0: point out the things that the script needed. If, he's uh, also very, He was very aware of what an,
2: what an audience would need for Howard,
0: you know. Uh, shooting the, at One Oak, obviously oh with all these extras and uh, sparklers and Oddly enough, you, you know, need the we,
2: fire department for sparklers. Yeah, yeah I know. No, there's a crazy. lot of,
0: but there is a, uh, there was a, the scenes that we wrote originally were longer and very ambitious for a two day shoot in a nightclub, and uh, we did a couple of We did The first it? part of the first day, and we realized we were never going to make our day. We didn't have enough extras that we actually needed to properly pull it off. And then in lunch. And during lunch we rewrote the scene. And then yeah. re- and rewrote and re-scripted re- everything. We re- shot the- listed. And everyone re- came back from lunch and we were everything. handing out new script pages and I think new script,
2: new shot and, it- and uh, schedule for yeah. that time.
0: And uh, I think that was when the the crew really felt because um, they like- it was inspiring.
2: Because they were like, oh, you can do that.
0: Because yeah. normally it feels so cemented Able- in place. The weekend here had a lot of fun, tapping back into his 2012 self, his 2012 self. And this Tom was a, this was
2: everybody was so excited because they got so many f- live performances by uh, the uh, Abel here. orange
0: sweatshirt here. We changed was a, audible in the wardrobe, changed Trinidad James, another great 2012 reference. Uh, but the but when we an extra had that sweatshirt on, we switched it. And when they came in, there was some weird makeup thing happening with Sandler in the blacklight. And we saw what the orange sweatshirt was doing on this extra. It was like a light bulb illuminating anyone who went near it. And it was fantastic. So we ended up swapping it on to Lakeith. And it just has a very
3: uh, uh, incredible effect I love Lakeith's attitude here. Right, and to be clear, something about that orange glow covered up and masked the makeup issues we were having. Yeah,
2: Lakeith's attitude here is just so entitled. I love it. Just like he could show up and have a good time, and what is Howard doing interrupting him?
0: Yeah, but Dar- Darius spent a day pre-lighting this black line, which is incredible to think that the weekend in 2012 would demand the club to do this as well, because that was really him. He was a punk back then, and he was. He also performed this track many, many, many times live. So our cousins are back there.
1: This the
0: the moment right here where you let them, when you look back, we still fighting? <laughs> yeah, we're still fighting. There was something so
2: <laughs> incredible about when you were editing this that it totally lined up with the song, you yeah. know, it was total kismet, it was beautiful.
0: Temporally. Yeah, yeah, the
2: song length was exactly as long as it so was. This is a
0: nice moment here where he's seeing his girlfriend. We've to elongate the scene. His girlfriend here is... This is what it's like to see true, innate greatness. A person who can just open their mouth and sing like this. Versus having to move the world around to get greatness. The scene was longer in, in the script. It was definitely more uh, provocative. Uh, Abel was no pushing change. us to use it. No. It change. went it went farther, but uh Julia here, it's funny I, when we were we showed the film down in Atlanta and uh, after the screening I, said, I uh, saw a bunch of people hanging out in a parking lot talking oh about the film casually. And uh, I was like, you know, what? I'm very curious. I'm going to go uh, listen to what they're saying, and they were they were having a debate about the morality of that scene, or, or the personal morality, is that what if they would condone their girlfriend doing what Julia does in the bathroom there with the weekend, and half the group was saying she was doing it for the cause, she was doing it for Howie, she was doing it for the business, and then the other half were like, once she touches the dick, it's games, games over. Like there's no more, there's no more discussion, and. Uh, and I joined in. They're like, "Well, who were you?" And I was like, "Well, I was one of the writers and directors of this movie." And then they they loved it. And um, yeah, it was a it was a, just cool to see people anonymously talking about the movie and, and taking a taking a side there. That's flawless, yes, right? Greg oh, Yuna. Greg Yuna, who's a jeweler, who was very receptive to us early on in our research, going back to 2011, uh, taking us in when he used to go by Mr. Flawless. It
2: was he was it, it took him a little bit. He was because it was he was so. To be in this was a lot, because everybody's talking. All this, yeah. but
0: he's been at 1-0 but he many, really, many
1: times, so this was an
0: easy, I think. And this little look he
1: gives right here. But to so go special. back to the bathroom, that the ambiguity is what it was the key into that for us, yes. right? You needed to fall 50-50 on it. <laughs> and then, again, Sandler not stepping down.
2: <laughs> and this, yeah, both of them, no stuntmen right there. What did, what did Abel say? He's like, oh, me and Bob Barker have something in common. I love
1: it. <laughs>
3: Except I don't know who no, the winner no. is here of this fight. No, it's a terrible fight. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a right, terrible it's a terrible fight. I think it's a
1: great fight. It's realistic. Yeah, but I'm yes. saying club fights are messy. You're slipping right. on a wet floor. It's messy. It's short. Ronnie, we've, we've been in so many club fights together. <laughs> I don't know. The winner isn't <laughs> and how, the Howard. Howard is
2: not the winner there. I guess he did he did stand up for oh. himself. But he gets dragged out. I love this
0: here. He Howard knows every line. DJ in yeah. this town. <laughs> That's such a Howard. That's actually like a, a quiet reference to Al Goldstein here who would say something like that. Fuck all you
3: I know every DJ in this town. Fuck all you losers. The uh... <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, everyone's complicit. Everyone yeah. on that line. Yeah. Just for looking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was uh, lighting the street and shooting this. We The first take
3: we did, we put the camera pretty far away. By a block away and shot it with long lens. Oh boy, we know. were one of those scenes we were so apprehensive going into because it demanded so much performance-wise, and it was in a way so easy because they well, were Julia so it. on point. Yeah, you know, and it's it's the type so of thing examined. that you really
0: don't know if it's going to work until they're there doing it. I mean, we've I've been in this situation before. This, but the the, <clears> the <throat> dramatic. I mean, everybody's been in this, yeah. but they—they
2: they both get in it so deeply that they were just kind of. That's
0: what's great about living in a in a city is your uh, private interactions are really your own, and, oh. until someone points them out points out that they're not your own. just yeah. <laughs> You're just, <laughs> you're just the, the 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 attraction of the moment, and actually you can see right there on the left of the frame. Because uh,
2: we did this was wide open too. Uh,
0: There's a guy, guy on a right bike. here. Yeah. That guy is a real guy. Just trying to mind his own business, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Trying to ignore the drama in front of him. Uh, Julia wanted to walk back intuitively. um, And- uh, Yeah, we just rolled with it, you know? We couldn't ignore it. Did this line that we had. She's incredible here. Her little smile right there kills me because it says so much about her character. Just keep going. And the score here, uh, Daniel's reinterpretation of a Haydn Symphony Number 88, which at one point was in the uh, temp track. She's so this, she's so special. This is the moment when you when you fall in love with Julia. Character here. And uh, this walk that Sandler we developed with him is important. I mean, just. Look at that! You can see his entire night on him, and he's still looking and, at the phone. And he he said, "We said you have the phone out, uh, just as a distraction. You have no interest in it. It's just there to let you know that there's other stuff to pay attention." to But Sandler's to at thinking all times. about
2: everything. You know, he the little limp that Howard has here. You know, he's
0: thinking. He's always aware of these little um, idiosyncrasies of his character. Back to his spaceship, <laughs> which is why, which is what I referred to this office at, and at night. this
2: point Howard's got nowhere to go
0: there's something about offices at night that uh you know they they do have a uh um uh kind of a tangential uh, reality our, like our little, little things
2: old, like that you're in the you're the in the ball you're at the, right. the worst point right and you still plug your phone into your computer right I remember before you go to bed.
0: I remember having to sleep in our office during some rough romantic times <laughs> uh and I used to keep a pillow in a filing cabinet. And seeing it through uh, the window here is, is added lonely effect, which we actually did in Daddy Long Legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> First time we did that. I love the basketballs on his sofa. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> no, no no! Listen, I want, destroyed I want that Rolex <laughs> for this. <laughs> Oh, you can hear Tilda Swinton's little audio cameo. I should be looking
3: at it. It's me. Turn that down. Let me explain something to you, Mr. Oh. Radner. Your opal is one of 75 items I have to open I, for
0: I, be, All of listen, I, have
2: been I'm, I'm as doing some appraisal. I remember this scene with uh, Sandler. We We kind of would just roll through all of these phone calls that were happening, and he had to be... On point with each different person. He's this way. He's this way within. He's this way with somebody who he's trying to get information from. And then he's this way with Julia.
0: Well, have you ever, if, I'm sure if anyone has ever seen a documentary or a period movie where you see a telephone operator who has to plug in all the mm-hmm. patches, uh, that is Howard's life uh, emotionally and, and uh, thematically. And, and this is really the closest you get to the life of Howard. Rand. And just really. He's not sure if he wants with... to emotionally invest right now. Fuck it. <laughs> speakerphone. She gets the speakerphone. So that he can relax while he's getting on that phone. Well, he's got to perform. Yeah. yeah. This scene was inspired by uh Nick Broomfield documentary, uh, which was a character in the film named Von Nage, who is a. Uh, Kind of a nefarious <laughs> producer in Hollywood, also involved in some sort of uh, escort service. <laughs> and uh but there's a great, great scene towards the end where Yvonne wants right. to prove to Nick Broomfield that he and Heidi Fleiss are everything's fine between them, so he calls her on speaker. Right.
3: <laughs> and there's just this very oleaginous kind of unctuous night, you know, sarcasm. That's just barely masking the hostility. It's, What's it's up, cutie? I, it's yeah, incredible okay.
1: that the the character lives yeah, the as such a pastiche. Yeah. That's an influence, and Todd is an influence, and, and the, Goldstein and, and, and Goldstein, Goldstein and Howard, for, and Howard yeah. Ratt. I mean, so many people. This is but Natasha Lyonne, i all together. Sorry. It's one guy.
0: Natasha's great here. Again, it's...
1: <laughs> she doesn't give and a again, fuck And again, having, no, having these... Is, now,
2: Having these security cameras be alive and real, you know, say, what
3: it does. I'll say this sequence right here is kind of a paradigm example of the kind of pathological approach that we take to screenwriting, where really, I mean, you know, the, the purpose of a scene like this, if you look at it structurally, if you look at the script like a 2D blueprint, is to really introduce into the audience's mind that somebody can get trapped inside this vestibule. So we're setting up a kind of Rube Goldberg, you know, mechanics that certainly come into play in the, in the climax of the film. And, you know, we're, we're just so afraid of narrative exposition, in a sense, and exposing it. We think it kind of smells bad. So we're just constantly trying to cover up those things with so many details and so much chaos so that you don't, you don't perceive its purpose.
0: And luckily, we have a world that warrants uh, I, the chaos. And- I,
2: I remember when we were watching this, and I, after like editing it, it was like, is it okay to have a moment this stressful, for no reason, really? You know, just out of nowhere, it just throws itself on Howard. And yeah, to shoot this was so crazy There's, that literally the, we had our shot list. It was something like sixty-five shots, and our solution was, oh, we'll do it in one. Right. And we did you know and up, of course cutting of it. course yeah, yeah then it's like okay let's get all the stuff to make it take it to another level but
3: it does connect all the spaces in but, an interesting but way. but all that tension and anxiety embedded in the scene you know there's a cathexis that happens when that chisel falls course, down onto the floor you put so you much you know 45 minutes later we were like oh okay this
1: is also the point just in making this or maybe it was the first time in the edit i don't know i it, the whole movie the cacophony of this scene became music to me and it started to, Yeah there's well, I, buzzes
2: I, there's so many sounds that are going on
0: I remember after we finished the scene Darius was like okay so we got it we did it in one <laughs> take I said oh no 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 we got <laughs> just it. We and we have this, we have 40 inserts you know that we and want there's to do something, there's there's also, some way wait, wait.
2: I wanted to just say there's something about cutting to Howard behind the glass back and forth and it feels like it's totally just this is how it happened you know how can you possibly cut to Howard behind the glass without seeing a camera? And there's something subconsciously that, that does to a viewer.
0: The um, Sean in the background, of the bodyguard, it was very important to me to uh, identify, or def- not identify, define his character in a very succinct way. And I just thought, you know, giving him one line, I'm claustrophobic, does so much because you really feel
2: yeah, he was actually, really, really he was, feel him we told him, we told him that he was afraid of being in that
0: space, he said, and your he claustro- said I said, you Yeah, your but then he said it, get, he said it in it, the, it, he it <laughs> said it there, which was really funny. I just love how tall Kevin is, and all, all these shots, kind of. We did
2: design the showroom to be smaller at this moment, at this part in the middle, for
0: to extent, make it more exaggerated. Yeah, we. the height of the yeah. showroom was defined by Kevin's height. I love seeing basketball players duck to enter spaces. <laughs> Shot right here of a uh, Damani was very important. Uh, it's
2: where it's with you. Every once in a while, the movie will take the point of view of
0: another character. I love that tag, Kevin says that.
2: Be better than this, Howard.
0: The tag on Howard's shirt was was also a funny decision with Miyako Belize, our costume designer. That he, his life is so chaotic that he doesn't—he just grabs a, a, a shirt that he bought off those bootleggers, those boosters, just threw it on without checking to see if the tag is still on. It. And this—this
2: this was a moment where, it, where this was hard to get at. On <laughs> that the line set. right there—we you know, really had to get them. We had to take it to another level with them. We had to like blow it up and just get them excited.
0: That—that that line there—it's a fucking rock dummy. It's such a sobering moment because it reminds you that it's just matter
2: and yeah this i just remember it's like this is you just kind of have to throw it to the wind and say like this will work later you know when it all gets back into the edit
0: their, their performances are so I alive loved, i love the desperation on damani's character the boxes are mad expensive
2: <laughs> yeah there's just there's kind of a
3: sad ronnie there. ronnie's cam, voice cameo here yeah the, these guys <laughs> wanted me to act to play the doctor in the, in the opening <laughs> as well but i i knew i couldn't carry that weight yeah, papers, <laughs> But I love you in this. Scene. Oh, it's a, just choosing routine. colon cancer. It's <laughs> yeah.
2: just routine. I'm
3: telling you, man. This one meeting I had with, with uh, <laughs> after this colonoscopy just uh, <clears throat> was very very informative.
4: You said it's good. Oh, you yeah, I said you're all. Oh, good, good. Thank you. That's I love
0: when I showed Dad the movie for the first time, Benny. He he was leaning forward to hear the dialogue as before we mixed yeah. the
3: film to hear if the colonoscopy is yeah. clean uh, it was very great. important the only good th- news. Th- he gets but it doesn't matter you know god's you know he's it, it, giving him a, a pass he, he doesn't care you know here i was i had been watching the 10 commandments with my daughter one passover and you know that moment where the euphrates turns to blood and yeah sure enough but t- go, t- and yet, and yet what's funny and
0: that is, that is that the, so the aspca insane was not allowing
2: that. us to turn it red Mm-hmm. It had to be blue. A, well, because the the red would stress the fish out, and when we finally got them to do the red, they said you can only have the fish in there for fifteen minutes. And of course, the, the way we shoot the scene, you might not even see the, the 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 Gatorade go in, you know, and make that happen.
0: You just gotta trust that it'll all work out. This scene here is a uh, an embarrassing moment. Uh, it stems from an embarrassing moment in my life. It's just the idea that it's the smoothie is such a it's such a loud detail and it's it's true if you're in the middle of it just speaks to the lightness of which she's taking this drama you only get a smoothie if you're in a good mood it it no one gets a, smoothie, get a if smoothie if you're, if you're well, rushing somewhere because yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it takes time to make <laughs> yeah, but beyond use, that yeah. a smoothie is a good Got mood it. drink you know what i mean
2: <laughs> but it is it is a representation of a certain amount of time that you had
0: to wait for that thing to happen of course we call the the Q smoothie here too you're trapped with someone. That um, carrying case, um, when I first saw them in the Diamond District, they're, they're they were invented for dental, dent, dental uh, uh, instruments. It or, was or Evan implants. Evan
2: Yerman, remember? He had. Yeah. He showed us a bunch of stuff. Yeah, for a while yeah. we were there trying.
0: We go. to get his go. Great line from Sandler that he improvised. He abandoned our own line. <laughs> That's the great. It's the reason why you cast a comedian, and like
2: all of these, all of these um, passing dialogue lines that you're getting, we really go back to the district and just record people on the street getting all of that. The electric satyr. and we had two different locations in mind for this, and it was—it's such a character trait to choose the right one. You know, to be in this kind of glass electric place is a is a totally different place than the other one we had in mind. But it dictates who the character is, and then you go back and
0: oh by the way right a when it. he clicks on this and it sent that right there cannot verify any of the details there was the next thing that popped up was update update your service you update your program and our props department were freaking out because if we updated we would have lost the iOS there
2: but we didn't stop it we let him go <laughs>
0: in, in the writing here this is such an uh, obviously it's a big uh, turn in the film when you when you realize how close. He is with this man, and the and the predicament that they're in. Uh, but even that,
2: just to like, when do you show Arno? Was a really big discussion that we had. Yeah, yeah, in the
0: edit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judd has such a uh, uh, paternal, paternal, paternal S- vibe. So it was it was great to. I mean, he might as well. This might as well be King of the Gypsies.
2: I remember there was there was somebody uh, I saw this somewhere. The dipping of the celery is a very specific thing and somebody like that's not a tradition and then somebody else yelled there was a whole conversation really? in the theater about who which type of jew has the celery dip it's ridiculous I,
0: know. I mean pete there is an argument that the that the um the drops of wine that represent blood on the plate is mordecai who worked on our film uh who comes from a hasidic community that was he, my
2: son murray's cry right there
0: he uh <laughs> He told us that that was a, somehow a Manischewitz PR manipulation wow. of the holiday. But then it's not. I don't think that's true. I looked it up. It's not true. But coming from Mordecai, it made sense.
4: Your link. I meant when I said I so
0: it's you. funny here. So in the script, we wrote that, you know, also so, a, la, so, a la the smoothie to prove to show how fleeting this argument really is. He's checking his weight here but the funny thing is with sandler in the middle of the scene we had a real scale there he had this monologue and he stood on the scale and he hadn't stood on a scale in a while and the second he stood on that scale and he saw that he was over 200 it threw him off and had a long pause in the take i love howard stands up for himself all the time like this <laughs> oh, you like you love this roster? I love it. With Be- Baron Davis done- Those piles, as I talked with set decorator. I said, I said, Gooey, Judd's character, he's a pile guy. His business is, is all in paper and it's all over the place. And you learn so much seeing these guy.
2: locations, you know, what, the, what, what the, the person's like who actually lives there. I love this.
3: You know what he says to me? Hmm? He comes over and he says, uh, Happy Holidays. It's like it's Christmas. It's like having an intruder in your own home that uh, Sandler that Ratner sticks up for Arno in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. He's he can
2: see everybody's point of view. I love it.
1: There's some real deep cut Nick's talk going on in the oh, background yeah. that is truly those two are um Arno's got the cigarette. Mega fans.
0: Yeah. Arno's got the cigarette. Yeah, Nick fandom is, is a is a sickness. It's a disease. It's yeah. a disease. And uh this scene is uh littered with Easter eggs <laughs> to that. It's tough to find, uh, you know, in the writing of the of the movie is one thing, but then when you actually have to Im- uh, implement this concept of using real games uh, uh, within your fictional world, uh, having Kevin perf- perf- have a great game followed by a bad game, ending with a great game is uh, not easy. Uh, and we were lucky to st- uh, to to find the series against the Sixers in 2012. Where he had a bad game
1: without that we could without the opal. When you look in, in, in context, KG looks like he doesn't have the opal right there. I mean it looks like he's acting for the movie. <laughs> I know. I love the idea of... with
2: with Eric here it was amazing because he, he didn't have any lines, you know, so he really had to use his eyes in this scene. And that was uh, I remember he was excited about that. I made a
1: crazy risk. Love that line. Rich is rich. Rich is rich. That's, I can't believe
0: that we're the first film to include the Afi Coleman that I know of, at least. I, he, I love that Howard just, told his son yeah. where the Afi Coleman was. It's also so weird because it is just such
2: a thing that always happens in your life. But what's interesting? is that it wasn't seen People before. who
0: don't know what Afi Coleman is, what is that? I know. No one. Well, that's knows what I'm saying. Mad-sa it's so weird there.
2: to me that that people don't know what that is.
1: And, what
0: I, I, and I and sometimes I wonder if we should have shown. The prize of finding
1: the call No, because I think it's that's like synonymous with we, an Easter egg. Huh? We should have, but we it, it wouldn't
3: stuff. there wouldn't have been room in the edit for
1: it.
4: Oh, it's
3: so, yeah, this is um, <clears throat> every every Passover, my mother would um, put on her bat mitzvah dress. That's that's true, it's a <laughs> true part <laughs> to of prove my to everyone she can and still I, fit in I it. I love yes. that you
2: didn't tell her until she saw the film. That's right, you
3: didn't.
1: What did she say, Ronnie?
3: That's Lots what she said. Things. She said, "Oh God, oh God." <laughs> uh, this scene is very, very, very special to me. A lot yeah. of care was put into both the writing and the, and the yeah. cutting, and it's something like this from you know editing standpoint. is just so in my wheelhouse. It's just like a little two people in a quiet space, and it's you know like an existential medieval duel. Mm-hmm. I, I love and having and, control of the rhythm, and of I loved the... uh, placing that painting behind behind her. The back the naked hey, back know, turned to him. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, she's so amazing yeah. she's so amazing in the yeah. scene It was this, this is the scene that we um you kind of uh
0: earmark uh in the schedule and you kind of look at it as the performers do and the crew does kind of like the is, fight outside because you know? it is a it has so much meaning and you know that it will be such a uh, uh a landmark for the mm-hmm. audience as well uh so you 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 talk. That's probably the scene I talked to Dina about the most. Uh, and then, and a lot of personal things that we both
3: discussed uh, to get her here. And first take, she just really wowed the entire crew. In this uh, moment where he where he says, "Look in my face," and you see his dopey face. This is a great example of. Of one of the great benefits of working with a star and, and work someone who's accumulated so many years of good faith or a deep relationship with an audience over decades is and that their relationship with his face, with yeah. his face yeah. and, and you get to take that energy and use it
0: turn it back and into the movie this scene is probably the scene we personally all quote the most to each other
2: there's there's something there's something
0: it, yeah. so confident but also
2: vulnerable about his performance Say yes what. I Say yes that. what is it's just, just... like trying to p- telegraph to her what she... It's unbelievable.
5: It's
0: because you're mad. <laughs> 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 you can punch me if you want. I love that in Howard's mind, he thinks that the way Adina to deal with... goes anything? for it. Yeah. Yeah. Adina goes for it there. And this is the tidal wave of Yenta right there. Yeah just this you know, royally mass of Jewish women. <laughs> and then Sahar right there. I hate the fact that she can't fit into hers. It's real sisterly right there.
2: And Adina's excuse is, is really awesome. And here.
0: this, uh, you know, you can't make a Long Island Jewish movie without including Billy Joel. Actually, 106.7 right there is a reference to Daniel Lopatin's musical act name, One O Tricks Point Never, which can't derive from 106.7 in Boston. One oh one point seven or something. Like
1: that. She
2: can have
1: it. Look at the way you're playing. Right. Why are you taking Lex?
0: Just
2: yeah, developing the whole vibe in this car post post Seder. She wants it's her really,
4: house. Um,
0: she can special. have it.
4: of right there. bit go, go left, go
0: left. the a little of which you leave of city. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. it speaks. I mean, with our dad, he always wanted to take the 59th Street Bridge because it's free. You love, uh, you're a tri, you're a Triborough guy. Yeah, you're I love all, the Triborough, especially when you were living in Harlem. Yeah. I love like the, the tunnel. T- <laughs> but the stranger was um, ended up being a very inspired. Choice. I
2: remember with Darius here, we said, okay, we're gonna set up the dolly all the way down the street, and we're gonna do it on the 425 millimeter zoom. And he looked at us like we were insane, but he was so excited.
0: Uh, Ralph Ralph is amazing he's a big um, horse Horse better yeah and uh, we 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 actually saw him on uh, New York Nico's that's right yeah he's great he he just adds so much just (laughs) Mr. Ratner I love it I actually
2: thought it was I was like I thought it was a continuity error that he was back there but he actually ran so fast I know he wants to do his job so well
0: I love shooting in this hallway uh So John Amos, uh, he asked me, uh, he's like, so talk to me about the scene, tell me about my character. I said, well, this is the first actual interaction that you get to have with a person who's been just a nuisance to you for 12 years. Is the sounds that come out of the apartment. And uh, I said, he said, so I hate this man. I said, yeah. So his first take, he interpreted that direction as to be very, very sad. And he did a take that was, remember how sad he was? It's, yeah. Very long pause. But the beautiful part here is that the son says, "What a fucking dick," but Howard, he won't let that live. He says, "Nah, stop it. He's a legend," which th- is the beauty of Howard. There's
2: something just in that little moment, just trying to imagine knows, the Howard life, trying to imagine the sometimes. life
0: that's going on behind these doors. It's actually me with this him guy. There. This guy, um, Connor Coyne, is an incredible prank caller. Uh, incredible. I, I, he's very but again,
2: that him. moment when Howard looks at the door, it's, again, one of those things that you feel when in life where you kind of do a double take and see something, but to
0: try and figure out how to show that is This song hard. choice here, uh, first of all, so awesome that Julia's punk thing to do is just leave a song on repeat blasting, knowing he's going to show up at 10 o'clock uh, with a clean apartment. But uh, the song choice itself here is... Uh, was derived from an it was I wanted to use take a vow by Madonna originally and Sandler told me this great story about rain when Madonna invited him to his house at the apex of his initial stardom and and uh, she this album is about to come up the entire Miami Heat were there at her apartment. He was showing up thinking he had a date with Madonna he was excited, and the entire Miami Heat were there and all of her dancers and she said, "Who wants to hear my new song?" And they came out and did an improvised, perfectly synchronized song to that track. And uh, he said it moved everyone, including the Miami Heat in the room. And I said to Sandler right after, he told me that story. It's like it's going in the movie. It's funny. People actually feel like something really yeah. bad is going to happen to Howard here. I mean, something <laughs> bad is happening to Howard, but someone, everyone, people feel like someone's going to be tied up and like
1: it's funny when everyone expects a, a jump scare in yeah. the closet
2: or right here when you, the door opens come on let's go i love oh. this
1: right here this look is close up
0: masterful what, what is what's going on in my dad's life right there there's a whole world that i don't
2: know Each, about. there's always a scene where like one actor really okay, goes to the next Johnny level is? let's just Johnny, appreciate that's Johnny. what that's i'm that's right. talking about that's i am that's talking that's about that right now
1: well, we're saying watch yeah, like
3: I told you, there's some hot chick living in your apartment who's that mom
2: what
4: are you doing talking to that
2: cokehead?
3: He was talking I told to you, to me. There's in. Such,
2: there's such a like a, he's trying to piece it together, and he really just understood it, and did it who perfectly. Is th- who is that, mom? And yeah, and he just said that.
3: It's, you know, that was, also, his, I, that was his that was his knee-jerk reaction there. I also just love how quickly Howard turns on, <laughs> on people.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: that guy right away, who did him that favor? He's just that coquette. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, and Johnny, really, you know, giving him. He was so good at taking direction. So subtle with his performance. Look at that eye look. Yeah, it's really that's him, that's him piecing together his father's life right now, and realizing, oh, you're a, you're a cheater. You're not the person who I thought you were. Yeah,
2: that's the moment that we had the moment with um, his daughter. And that's that moment right there.
0: Mario Castro on saxophone here. This house is really like a jagged gem.
2: I almost hit Adina in the head with the boom on this one. <laughs> I, I was very embarrassed about that one. I think I hit her the
0: ponytail. I love Howard's shoulder bag here, which actually belonged to Johnny's real
1: father. Izzy Aviani. Yeah, Izzy had his all his diamonds and some weed in there. <laughs> This idea of just taking the garbage out. To me, this is one of the most impactful uh, sound effects in the whole movie. The rolling, the rolling. And then
2: Darius, when 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 Sandler performed this specific action, he really just like floored him. Yeah. The little things. That the Sandler way does. he would hitch the garbage up to take it up was was it in particular?
0: And Howard's a new man for the sake of appearances. Big day. When he showed up on set with this suit that we had made for the film, he, uh... I said, I'm getting Barry Egan vibes. And he goes, Anytime the Sandman puts on a suit, you get the Barry Egan vibes. This is, this is the I Howard
2: do- Ratner commercial that Sandler throws in.
0: <laughs> it's like a little <laughs> Howard Ratner commercial interrupting real life. So, you know, you spend, you spend, uh, as a filmmaker, as a filmmaker, you spend, uh all this time, you know, convincing the world that there's value in, in this story that you're telling and, and, uh, you know, most independent films, you, you finish the film and you go to a film festival and you show up and you see the program and there's a bit of an excitement and then you flip through and, and you, uh, realize you're one page and many others and everyone else is just vying to prove their worth and in their story and, and, uh, And obviously, some some critic comes out and says it's not—it's worthless. The yellow card. I don't know. This—the scene's always been meaningful to me. Fucking
4: 155 bullshit happened. Did you hear that? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. What? What is she saying?
0: I'm afraid that's your appraisal.
4: I know that's what it says. I'm asking who came up with the fucking figure.
0: Oscar and gems. Well,
4: Oscar's
2: fucking wrong. I, I could go out and get six. I love six the of moment three. where the conversation mm-hmm. breaks down and he's just like, you know what? Just let me do this.
4: dollars a carrot. He's saying he can go to six. Give surprises. me the phone. It- can I speak to a police
2: <laughs> And he's trying to be polite.
0: <laughs> Haley's great.
2: <crazy>.
3: Until now. <laughs> and Tilda was great doing this scene. Also, just a testament to Adam's professionalism. I mean, he was handed all of these pages <laughs> <laughs> over lunch on the day of, you know, literally right before, an hour before we shot the scene entirely rewritten version of the scene. I don't give a fuck. I don't
4: care. I don't care. It needs to be changed. Do
1: it. Tilda does a, a great job re reifying the idea that Howard is so far out of his Diamond District element. <laughs>
2: totally. Well, just the fact that he's wearing a suit to this, you know? <laughs> he's got to, like... It's but a totally I love... Different...
1: I'm deeply in love with the Howard who thinks yeah. he's navigating that Oh, yeah, for world.
2: sure. This cupcake that count. little that little finger point that sandler adds just him this, putting so. on his
0: suit really is yeah. is it says it all yeah it says it all <laughs> i remember when i showed up with in a suit for like the first q a i ever did it's like
3: still kind of how you are in a suit <laughs> when you that's, show up that's, in a Q&A. <laughs> howard's bid towards assimilation mm-hmm. nice for sure he <laughs> thinks this is gonna work <laughs>
1: He really believes this, oh, of course. this is going to
0: work. See, Howard's not sure if he's calling Ann or he's calling she's calling security.
4: Okay, <laughs> 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 hey, listen. Just fucking put him back in. I don't
2: give a I got it. This is this how in my mind made a decision. In my mind <laughs> that is that is Skip's cameo because the way Gooey's voice reverberates through Skip that is our mixer. You see, the way it hand. reverberates through this marbled lobby. Skip was riding it throughout the scene so whenever gooey would get louder he would raise it and lower it benji it's beautiful
0: benji who's gonna run right now it's a grown man running to get an autograph from another grown man that's a, it's incredible i love that moment he's excited yeah i mean he it's special because it shows the stardom of kevin garnett and this working and, uh, and i love that Benji
3: can still be youthful. I mean, this character.
2: And this scene with Judd, I remember it's, when we did wait, wait, this. Hang he on, was, just, wait, 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 wait. Jud, Judd shows was, the
3: stardom of Kevin Garnett, but it also shows the kind of stunted adolescence yes, embedded of, in, um, in sports fandom, yes. too. Yes. But, hey, do, I'm a huge fan. That's we,
2: both things. I know, I know. Judd here, there was such a nimbleness on the part of him as a performer and speed. It was so incredible. 200! <laughs> they were just firing on all cylinders. Judd is incredible. You know? I love the spin move. The moves. naturalism.
4: Five hundred. The, the
2: way his whole face moves.
4: KG's going to buy it. It's not a problem.
2: Are you obsessed with this stuff? And the, and again, these little lilts of Howard, the way he's talking with people, it changes
0: all you the time. You can really, in Howard's close-up, you can really see the beautiful C-series lenses that we used. Thank you so much, this auction scene, man,
2: oh, man. It's a hard space to find. And we, I think we had, how long is the auction? But we had every angle, again, like Passover, you could possibly think of. I think, I remember Kevin when from when, um, when Rudin first Howard.
3: saw the first cut of the movie, he commented at this moment, he looked at the auctioneer and said, oh, finally, somebody who doesn't have curly hair.
1: Collectors <laughs> work. <laughs>
2: And most importantly, it is windowed on either side. Kevin's point of view. It really is, this was, I like approaching this like an action scene, Mm. you know, really just going in and thinking, okay, this is like a, this is the equivalent of a sports match for Howard. So you got all the people and you got to really go back and forth between everybody. The
0: the phones were very important to me. I um, I went to a bunch of auctions uh, over the years. And uh I was always the the phones were always a mystery to me. That's Bob Rubin right there who's been very supportive to us, uh our company,
3: and he's a very cool guy. It's our little cameo for him.
4: One hundred grand.
3: One hundred thousand now. So great at this moment his reaction. Yeah, Yeah. he sees it as so gauche. It's it's literally to
2: try and fit three reactions in the one hundred thousand. You know, it's insane. Yeah. And Arno, this is a big thing. It's like Arno's there. We like you remember you said Arno's got to be a part of this
0: He's now. It's shaking true. right there, our buddy shaking the camera. No He's one's gonna joy. know what that means, but it means a lot to Positive.
1: us. No these guys no are the man. only people more outside this world <laughs> than Howard yeah. in the room. But they have. And then these, <laughs> and then these looks.
2: How, you know, Sandler's really showing desperation <laughs> right. with just the movement of Arno his knows eyes. what's going on. Arno knows both of those. You know, yeah, it's gooey. 130 now. Should try 140. 140,000. Come on, sir. There's... Up again to <laughs> try one again. Like, this look right there, so... Try 160. 160 now. Back against you again, sir. Can we try <laughs> one more? 170? That look right there with the eyes. Now. He's <inaudible> subtly telling him, just bid, bid, bid. This moment with um, so I remember Jenny, talking right with there. Jenny and then yeah
0: Jenny Sachs on the left there is <laughs> actually Joel Embiid's manager, <laughs> and uh, she was very helpful in attaching Joel Embiid before uh, we ended up having to recast for Kevin because of uh, we went into the season we couldn't shoot with an active player, and this right here, to
2: to show this from the back. Hold on, I have to move this along. We have a good bid at 190,000. I'm looking for 200 move 200. this up
3: any higher any
2: further Wait, we sure, just sir? went to ECU on Howard by the way yeah.
0: what's great about there we go what's well, great we great about already it. saw
2: him say no from behind you know
0: what's crazy is the estimate was right yeah <laughs> the estimate was right
1: and the, the, I, the play okay, came into the crowd on. here let's
0: just focus on something for a second His son congratulated him (laughs) for winning (laughs) an opal.
2: He beat Kevin Garnett, that's why. Yeah,
0: of course, one-on-one he went to, but he got blindsided by the fact that he was buying it from his own son-in-law. I'm sorry. It's our set photographer.
4: (laughs) I love this.
2: Thank you,
0: thank you. You When you go into a building in New York, you forget Uh, which way is up, which way is down. And again,
2: yeah, that moment of, that switch, that moment. turn.
4: Yeah. Yeah. There's
0: yeah. construction happening on this block. I mean, oh, my God. They got a front row view to this entire movie. Literally, the entire they will,
2: when they pour construction for one of these buildings, the amount of cement trucks, you literally have a 10-minute window to just look get at, it done. Look
0: at uh, Aaron, Benji's character, showing off And watch
2: Keith's man. face right here. He's, pl- he's doing his job, being nice to him, yeah, and as soon as he leaves,
0: got all the he goes back to
2: being like, all right, I'm done with that guy. See
0: you, Gooey. <laughs> there was the bolt cutters.
2: Yeah, we and keep this street yet. alive. You'll see was it's it? coming up next. Hey, that, that, you see a gooey?
0: That Rolls Royce. No, it's coming up next. Okay. Richie Rich, thank you. Yes, <laughs> that, that Rolls belong to uh, Nektilov, uh, ju- a jeweler family. Judd was so excited to curse here. <laughs> <laughs> I love this he Howard. He, he is a, another he classic yeah. Howard term. He doesn't yeah. know who to release anger on, so he's going to release it on the driver. I know, I know. Let him go. What the fuck is Oh, Benny, you're right. Maybe the bolt, the bolt cutters, cutters was there. Right. We left the street
2: Sorry. open, and this guy just goes through with these bolt cutters.
0: So the and weird thing here is, com- this is just the way the world works. Benny and I, 10 years ago, when we first really wrote the first draft of the movie, the first version of this script, the nostalgic retelling. Uh, we met with Howard, uh, a guy who our dad worked for in the Diamond District. And we met with him, we took a walk, and we ended up sitting right there. <laughs> so weird, uh, to me. And I didn't even remember that until I found the photograph. And that from photo, 10 that thing in the, was in the
2: background, that plaque. It's right there. I shoot, know.
0: The photograph takes right there, open to the public, right there.
2: Again, I, yeah, the fact that this, this street was just wide open while this was all going on, it adds such a realism
0: to the whole thing. You know, Howard it, thought that the fake phone call was gonna yeah. work.
2: But Keith being like, "Yeah, you're lucky. There's people around. You know, that's all part of
0: it." This next scene, we we uh, only had a certain amount of takes. There's about a hundred extras littered amongst hundreds of real people. And yeah, we and put we, the
2: camera where it can be blocked by
0: people. Yeah, cameras are pretty far away. I love this right here.
2: Oh, and this—I remember that moment with with Keith. He d- he was not convinced the punch would look real. So he wanted to get much closer to Sandler. And there was no way we were letting him... Because he's not actually trained to do that. Uh, I remember we had to show him. We had to film a little punch from like eight feet apart to show him that it would look normal.
0: It wasn't until later that night when I realized that I've seen many people bathe in these fountains before
1: that... uh. Uh, we threw Adam Sandler into it, and uh, a little thing—that's slippery
2: with those shoes on <laughs> oh, yeah. that marble. I was we nervous. We were also
1: inspired by a really great, oh yes, piece uh, of material yeah, me, uh, Prank, prank. Call me. it a uh, method action wrestling. I love you. I know, love all the noises people, going
2: on in this hallway right now. Because When wear, he comes
0: back, you just you, if you just listen to it. it's People funny. who wear glasses, um, you know, who you only see them wearing glasses. That moment when you see them without them. It so always feels really naked and, and like you're seeing a new side of them for the first time, but really and, and these you're are actually, seeing them without some things that's, on their face.
2: That story you told about the, the jacket, these are the actual guys that oh, that yeah. sold the clothes.
0: The Brioni suits. First time you're seeing the office from this perspective. Nice Maceo Bishop camera work here too. A reminder of the chaos from the other day, a little dead fish. Those are the guys who sold me that jacket. Love Joni's response here. I'm not I mean, those good. are the guys pretending to be the guys who sold me that jacket.
4: Send everybody home.
0: so. All right, was, sweetie. Sandler, yeah, uh, Andrea, who plays Joni, she's... And incapable we go. of not being yourself but
2: all, all how all we hear here is howard's fingers and
0: rings on that stone totally lifeless for him there was a piece in the script that we cut out on the day <coughs> where uh, after he handles the stone he picks up a crumpled piece of paper and tries shooting it in the basket it waste was basket. It, it was corny i, I was yeah, happy to see i'm it go. happy to see it go but yeah. i i like the idea of it because it's still embedded in
3: in the ideas in the
0: behind idea that yet, holding the stone. and not getting what he needs
2: I just wanted to see how the auction went
4: terrible I don't I don't want remember we <laughs>
2: terrible I remember we we had <laughs> we had noise in the background and when Scott watched it he goes I want there to be a five alarm fire outside while <laughs> this is going on because the world stops for nobody you know that's the point Julia's uh, they're both really fantastic in this and uh, this is Warren Shaw in the background. That's our sound designer. He's getting those oh, sounds me, in
5: there.
0: <laughs> so I mean, so I just remember reminded of the, uh, again, the theatrics of a relationship like this. I remember talking to Sandler
2: about having a, to, to cry like this because we wanted it to be messy and kind of dirty. But And then I remember when um, I was talking to him about it, I told him that like, you get into this tornado of emotions and you just... Eventually, get caught up. You don't really know what to say, and you just let it go. And I was like, it actually could be pretty cathartic to do that in front of people.
0: I like that there was a challenge briefly online to do the I'm so sad. I'm
3: so fucked. (laughs) (laughs) up (laughs) performance, (laughs) he (laughs) does it. It's great great that she comes into the scene assuming she's he's crying about her. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, (laughs) it's totally
2: just it's a yeah. They're different different points of view. (laughs) She she doesn't know. She doesn't know what he's going through. Yeah, it's interesting to hear that with an audience. You know how they react to that.
0: You're my home. You can come to me. Is such a devastating Everything line.
4: I do, it's not going right. Everything I do, is not going. And just
2: the way right. Sandler played this, you know, with such there's a simplicity to the things he's saying. Well, it's so. That,
3: yeah. Br- the way he's expressing himself is so blunt and yeah. brutal. Everything I do is not going right. I'm so sad. I'm so sad.
5: <laughs> oh my God, it's so stupid. <laughs>
0: yeah. So one, there was one day when. Ronnie and I were in the booth. Uh, we wrote a lot of this movie in a projection booth, uh, and uh, we would have such epic arguments. Uh, and I have to take walks. And you know, I remember one time Ronnie texted me. He's like, "We're still friends, right?" <laughs> uh, we just have these epic arguments. But I remember we were in this scene. We were at a, I don't know, at a, a block, and I called Julia, uh, and I walked her through the scene, the dialogue we had and uh, I asked her I said what would you do to hit reset on this
3: relationship easy I'd get a tattoo right it's so great name. and right away it's you know the uh, you know I, you can't even get buried with me pops up and it's just it's such a it's such a um, it's about a sincere uh, gesture as, as one can do you know any 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 doubt that one would have in terms of like how deep her connection is with him is sort of instantly answered or those doubts are staunched as soon as you see her you know, get a permanent mark on her body. Clearly, she's devoted.
2: I, there's I something I forgot to say. Wait, quickly! I forgot to say that when I was talking to Sandler, I actually started crying, and <laughs> it was a very intimate moment between.
1: Benny's the master. I couldn't help cryer. But there's something that the the universalness of Howard's low in this mm-hmm. moment is. We've seen him do such crazy shit, so many bad decisions, so many wild circumstances. But everyone's been, I think, in yeah. life as an adult this low at some point mm-hmm. and and it's this is important to see Howard at
2: least acknowledge that it's
1: a lot
0: yeah yes exactly and and you need you need someone you need someone there to I uh, love this face again yeah.
2: that's one of those voice acting moments where to, to make it seem realistic took a lot of time but it's makes all the difference in the world
4: right now with $175,000 cash all right
0: you this kid is no very Monday. special. Yeah, Today I
5: love
4: it. So
0: They're uh, bringing back Marshall here.
4: Real. Kevin's really on the way. He was just at the this bank. Come get your money, buddy. You feel the love. the back. What happened to Friday? I know. I know. It's I know. Monday. Sunday, Sunday, I know. Marshall This is
2: like a boy The, the way that this feels is like a borscht belt kind of routine. Mar- yeah. Bam! 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 Bam!
0: You know, Marshall has uh, you know Todd, who who Sandler trailed a bunch for the movie. You know, Marshall knows Todd very well, and this scene was—it—it um, it was emotional for him. He—he he understood this scene. He understood the sympathy that you can feel with someone who frustrates you. Yeah, the moment uh, he's and, doing and something. The, and also, this, there's also like a Jewish, you know, brother, brotherhood happening here too, which is also yeah, but nice. But not enough that he's not going to charge exactly. oh, no. a, a vig. Exactly. He's I'm taking right. the ring and he's exactly. charging him a higher vig than he asked for. <laughs> yeah, but he and says, says I'm sorry. But he okay. says booby. Yeah, what's That's going right. on here? Which is the affection? But he's it's,
2: still taking that ring. It
0: starts to do it's business. Like when, it's yeah. like when you see Kobe dunk on this on someone. This and was then the, pick first him up scene, this the first scene. Up shot, up this is the first
2: scene we shot. This is the first scene we shot with Kevin, and street was wide open, and Kevin just was in the car, and we like rushed because we were trying to beat the light. And I remember when Kevin got out, he just had to fold into it. He's like, all right, this is how it's going to be. So then the 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 upcoming... There's no time to think.
0: Oh, right here, Sandler does this great thing. I love it. He mimics Kevin.
2: Because it's it's like a subconscious acting choice that when Kevin decides to take ownership of the room, Howard's like, you know what, it was my idea. Takes (laughs) ownership also. So
0: this scene here is probably the scene (laughs) we spent the most time writing uh, and the most time editing. And we had the least time to shoot just
2: playing with me at some point this hasn't been straight since i came yeah and this is like this is again it's it's just two characters sitting there you know and having this conversation but there were an infinite amounts of ways this scene could go
4: Somebody me all these fucking games
0: like kg called me coach at one point during this scene
4: it's complicated Katie. to
2: come in and do that you know and just to, to switch up the scene on him and and have him come in with different emotions and different speeds. You know, Kevin rolled with everything. have already
4: taken that out, all right? All right, I guess. I guess that's fair. Let me get
2: the fucking Opal, man. Let me get the fuck up out it's of
0: here. Opal.
4: It's yeah. opal's very valuable for you. Absolutely. Okay, I did that. I, I respect you. I respect you.
0: I love that. I did that. He's
4: proud. It's what he did. He's letting them know what would you pay for this, real shit? what would you pay for
2: this right here? That's not a fair question, fair question. Kevin. All right,
4: this uh, we'll talking about. And he question, calls him Howard.
2: Kevin. He calls him Kevin. I. am not gonna take the money back when I did the deal. Now what? I'm just saying, straight up, straight up, me and you, mano mano. I just love the the naturalism that Kevin has here. The way he's talking to Howard is just so.
4: That's this is that's. I'm telling you, that's. Uh, if I answer that question, it's very misleading. Why? I paid a hundred grand, okay? So
2: you doubled your money.
4: I'm the joke here, all right? I got fucked. A million dollars is what I was supposed to get. I get a fucking what? Made 65 Gs? You gave some niggas from Ethiopia, a hundred grand for something you thought was worth. A million dollars.
2: You don't see nothing wrong with that, Howard?
4: Ethiopian miners, you know what these fucking guys make? A 100 grand's 50 lifetimes for these fucking guys. A million
2: dollars is more- That way that Howard's kinda like shaking his body on that line. Fucking
4: 30 points, KG, right? I see you out there when the fucking stadium's all booing you, you're 30 up, you're still going full tilt. Let's see what Vegas. What has Vegas got
2: you guys? It's hard to not just fold into watching the movie at this point because this is where I watch. From this point on is when I can watch the movie every single time. We don't keep tracking on that shit. They think on game. I love that when Ke- when we were talking to Kevin about this scene, he's like, "Do you realize what is being asked of me as a character right here on game night? Somebody's bringing up the betting lines right in front of me with a bag of money on the table. You know, it was it was unbelievable." Come on, KG. This is no different than that. This is me, all
4: right. I'm not a fucking athlete. This is my fucking way. This is how I win, all right. All the fucking hard work I do, all the fucking ass kicking and the dues I pay, you're not gonna score on the big one on game seven.
0: I remember when, when uh, people, right? Scott That's Rudin saw this, saw do. the first cut of the Come film on. that he that he saw it was after about f- three months of editing. He, uh, he said it was his favorite scene. And then about, a, he says, one of the greatest scenes of any movie he's ever
3: seen. And then about two hours later, he goes, needs so much work. It's, it's one the worst, of the worst scenes It's ever. one of the worst it's edited the worst. scenes I've ever it's seen in my life. It's one of the, the greatest movies he's ever seen, but it was the worst edited scene in the film. Yes. That's what he basically <laughs> said at that point. And I was and, just like, oh, my good. God. Was, he pushed us often. And yeah, what he's he really saying to... is this has the potential to be the yes. sort of tentpole was, of yeah. the entire movie, yeah. but it's not there yet. And it was just
2: literally, was a matter of trying to, Understand each point of view, but trying to get it across in a way that was this cue. It was really a it was a it was a balancing act, you know, and trying to get sure. just
3: in the writing as well yeah. because you know you're you don't want to create the sense yeah. of a the thesis exactly. And it's you know
2: then there were there were deliveries of each of them where they were really hitting it too hard on the nose, and you really have to kind of cut and get rid of all that. Hey, do you mind watching this piece love shot? Just yeah. having them talk, the, what, the conversations that they were having before. I just
0: love the shot because you see them, the collective group here. <laughs> and I just love that right there, that Julia. This look right That sp- a yeah. slimy guy who would hit you the with... The most sexist comment ever. This
2: it's like
3: it's she's, they're like rubber bullets to her; they bounce right off. There's her.
2: something about Mitchell on film. He looks
3: so good. Yeah. And it's just such charges. a pleasure again to be able to to you know to deal with these. You have these chess pieces. Yeah. You have these plot mechanics and be able to. Yeah, yeah. You know to move Wind them around, up the yeah. whole movie and now slowly start to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just make it. You can move them around and
2: you know that it's going to be pulling strings. Yeah.
0: This was one of the first scenes that we shot in the movie. That's like second day or something like that. And I remember there was pressure for us to reshoot this because there was a concern that there wasn't going to be intense enough. <laughs> uh, and this, the reality is, is that Howard knows he's actually very at ease with his
2: decision right here. And also technically the guys in the showroom think everything is fine he's just having a conversation with kevin in the other room
3: and again so. you know if you look at it structurally similar to the introduction of getting trapped in the door yeah. and how that plays out later here we introduce this idea yeah. this, this romantic idea of them hanging out the window only to get him yeah. you know out the sure. window in the most perilous so way.
0: that guy right there later. who popped his head up who looked at her she says thanks joe oh, joe is the shot. owner of the uh, building and he was one of the first people to really embrace us. We actually shot a 35 millimeter camera test. Uh, Sean Price Williams actually shot that. We did that in 2013 uh, or something like that. And and uh, he was he featured in. He had a little leg cast, and he was very very helpful to us uh, the this, entire time. His whole family. This was.
2: moment right here, I don't know what made us think it was possible, but to have this, we had these two conversations happening at exactly the same time. Every time, mm-hmm. and we ha- were so confident that it was going to happen, and, and it did work. You know, I'm totally amazed by it that to be able to get them to, to cut together that way. And this, all oh, this, there was such a raw aggression back there. This, Keith bringing it up to such a level, and then I remember Sandler said to us, he's like, "I'm not." After doing one, he's like, "I'm not going to let him push me around like that." And the fact that he slaps him right there, and this cut, this shot of Arno. This one (laughs) coupled with the next one where he's like he's gonna become complicit in this moment
1: they call it a machine yes i love that move the machine machine. that's my favorite (laughs) that that's how keith
0: that's how it came out with keith you know but that was the that was the moment that we discussed with eric when we first met with him about playing in the movie he that was the moment that inspired him to do the the film because it's it's the spot he's
2: Look at Sandler. He's beet red. He's actually hanging out of, They're out of really a... They're really hanging him out of a window. Yeah.
5: yeah what are you doing?
0: Listen to me. And I was on a stage. And this,
2: but it was, he was still hanging um, outside of... He was, he was 20 feet off yeah, the he, ground.
3: There was, he, was he was hanging pretty, out of a window. Yeah, he really was hanging, he out out of...
2: hanging out of a real window. <laughs> yes, yeah,
3: the real window wasn't on a... Well, his hey. blood is responding to yes. gravity, whether he's 20 feet off the ground That's or 200 true. feet. And
2: it's the same rigging system for above a building or out there. She's a Mohican son. Yeah, yeah, come on. Let's it. go. Keith,
1: he had the Beta Keith's, Blade app. Okay, Keith
2: as an actor is I know. unbelievable, and there were little things that he would. We knew that, like when we met with him and, and cast him, that he would bring, just a, like things like that. These little well, moments the, of just by,
0: truth. By the way, the Blade app wasn't a thing until 2014, but the Blade website, no, the Blade no, wasn't even not. around <laughs> <laughs> till 2014. But I
1: think it was. We acknowledge. I, I believe that there was, it was a was version of Blade.
2: Those yeah, things don't just happen. I that <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> they don't just happen. That was around in 2012. You could it maybe charter a public. helicopter. They're working on it. Yes. Yes. Charter a helicopter. he's a
1: big helicopter guy. What are
0: you, doing? you could charter a helicopter. In 1972. And this moment
2: right here, Keith and, and, and Sandler going toe-to-toe. And he just has no fear, no fear of this moment. You I, that know? It's thing, beautiful.
1: The thing to me that pushes this exact scene over the edge is... Josh's idea to use these meditation bowls here. It's so counterintuitive. It works so well. There was that chisel. Yep. Oh, man, I love his face in the green of the glass. I agree. Yeah. And this. That pull-out, that Sorry,
0: the yeah. camera workers And this, the split all screen. Yeah.
4: The sixes shouldn't even be there. You
0: the <laughs> this and was,
3: was Ronnie, do you remember... The McDonald's? <laughs> yeah, that's that that's that's where we devised the climax of the They're
4: gonna get through the garden and you fucking on Open the door! I know you're upset, Anna. Of course right? I'm upset. I'm trying to
3: Josh's car broke down and and uh, we ended up in a McDonald's and it's probably one of our most fruitful writing sessions. And then those then the Do you remember what happened with the group of teenagers? We don't have to get
0: into that.
4: You're only gonna hurt
2: yourself. That I remember telling Keith that that was his. Like, there were certain things that you have, you tell the the actors that they can do to shift the scene. And that at any moment, Keith could just pull that out and shift the conversation to the right moment.
0: Was oh, it Ibsen who said if a
2: gun comes out? I think it was Chekhov? Chekhov, excuse me. Ibsen.
1: <laughs> what did he say?
3: Thank you, Benny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He uh, said I think if the it. gun if a... if you a, see it in the first got it, right it's oh, gotta no. go. We said it. It's I mean at this point everybody seems to have said it. What do they say? What does everyone I say? Think it's it's a, if a, a g- if a gun, a gun appears in, in, in a in, the first know, in a piece act, of fiction it right? must it's at some point it must go off. Ugh. Yeah. It's me. So but I guess to the people just, who
2: have are watching I, this for the first time, it doesn't we don't go know.
1: It doesn't go off. Benny, no one's watching this. for. If, they, if they're watching if it, you're still still watching really, it, I really, really,
3: style. really hate guns uh, in movies, so I was happy to push its appearance to as the last possible man.
4: I'm not here to argue with you. Gina, okay, get the right kids now. out of the house. I'm frightened, okay? Just get out. out, go to Amy's, and do not leave there until I get home. There
2: was a look that we missed of Keith that's just such so scary and harrowing as he watches him on the phone looking at him. And those are actually the moments that when you see something like that, you actually dedicate
0: the whole scene to revolve around those things. Uh, Here we get to the great Wayne Diamond. So I I, uh, was in this helicopter with him. We shot for about three hours. I don't think I've ever laughed as hard as I did during those three hours of shooting. He just went off on these monologues of just garish, nouveau riche, mockery i mean it was it was he's a he's a guy who uh, i met through Sibo. Sibo met him at a restaurant once where he was the loudest guy in the restaurant and he's like josh you gotta meet this guy <laughs> yeah. wayne diamond and uh we ended up doing a hour-long podcast with him uh uh-huh. where which was you know and then our friend filmed with him a little bit at a restaurant and he was he just so opinionated this is
2: debbie so, delisi our well, amazing he's, background he's, um,
3: He's like an Uber Garmento, you know, uh, in you know Fashion Avenue, Manhattan, uh, 1970s. He he used to party with my with my uncle. They were good friends. I only discovered that that. not until not well I until guess, you showed the film to your parent family i knew he was from the garment center well, you were so talking I could,
2: with wayne and it came up and it yeah. was like bronstein wait a second he, you know,
3: but he, but he's, he's in incredible self-proclaimed he's self-proclaimed schmata king yeah he he is a sense assaulter he can assault every <laughs> single one of the five senses at once maybe not taste unless <laughs> this was the whole <laughs> mohegan Sun
2: crew right we just when we got there we just That's chad to use, who runs the we book. wanted to use everybody who worked there yeah
1: it, Chad is the one who accepted that parlay for all you uh, gambling uh, aficionados out there, okay? Listen, that's a dumb bet. It's a dumb bet. Beautiful.
5: This
1: is it, boys. This is it. This is where we are about to witness the single craziest manic thing that Howard does in the movie for me, which is betting on the opening tip. (laughs) (laughs) Does it the first bet, too, though? Do
0: does he does, yeah. yeah. That's his thing. That's his, <laughs> it's his trademark. But I think there there really was a statistic that Kevin Garnett often did win the the opening tip, uh, because remember the Rondo they would do that whole
1: thing where he would accept oh, like a the, quarterback the quarterback and they'd all that have stuff. a routine. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You don't have a routine if you don't. If you, you don't do it a lot. Get, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. KG, that shows how competitive KG is. Yeah. He wants that tip, of course. Get that fucking tip. <laughs>
4: That's in, okay? I'm taking
1: you to the, uh, the Three camps. grown men see, sitting in a in a
0: fish tank the is, amount
2: the amount of different points of view of each one of these people.
0: Okay, but it, I remember talking with Sammy. The best ones uh, coming out,
3: yes, right, right here, before the tip.
0: Right before the tip is
2: the moment we switch to Arno's point of view. It. Uh, and it rem- cuts back and forth right here. here.
4: Come on. Come right
2: right here. <laughs> Arno looking, we see his point of view of the TV. And then he goes back to Howard and you see Howard from the outside. There it is. And Howard's totally oblivious to everything else except that television it's a great Yes. Just, and he admits it to everybody. Yeah.
0: I remember spending a lot of time with Sammy uh, figuring out the right tint to this glass. Yeah. To create this It's the endless
2: possibilities.
0: Samuel Lisenko, our production designer. Just focusing on rebounds, making an, un, uh, an audience, a novice Care. audience, not, a, who doesn't normally understand basketball or the way betting works, just focusing a statistic, uh, like a rebound. We actually do have
2: Sandler going through every single one of Kevin's shots and rebounds. So Which the, is amazing. I'd night, like to see a mo- like a, a basketball game with just Howard. I'm gonna say narrative.
1: rebounds are a
0: conceptually deep. Yes, st- they are. Statistic. So the night before we shot this scene uh, at Mohegan Sun, I was restless. I couldn't fall asleep, so I decided to go down and shoot some crap, just to get some steam off. And I ended up shooting crap with uh, that man who uh, Julie is talking to, named Aura, and uh, and then I he was he was he was very warm, uh, and uh, then. I texted Sibo and I said around 2.30, 2:30, 2:30, I was like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just in my room. I was like, can you come back down to the craps table with me? There's a guy there who I really want to get into the scene tomorrow.
1: We didn't have. The, was this was this role written? It no. was
0: written. The thing in the script that it said was she, uh, she talks. Because remember, we were trying to no do dialogue. This, we were yeah. trying to do this thing constantly to to manage but the budget, where we would not put a script. Don't line tell people in. this. We're gonna work. We still
1: have to make movies in the future. Anyway, don't? so we had in the script. It just said a better explains.
2: Well, and sometimes you get inspired on the set and you give them lines. But
1: we had not casted this part, and we were shooting it the next day, it was 3 a.m. Shlomo's at the crab table. There, I will. <laughs> Say, I will say. Well, what was his line that he kept saying? Shooter. I will say. <laughs> Do it again, Daniel. He would throw the dice and he would say, "Shoot!"
0: I will <laughs> say. Great. There,
2: it was very clear to a lot of the background that that's that would happen. So when everybody was there and we would pick the background, you could see a sense of excitement, like, "Oh, I'm gonna get a line!"
1: You know, it was just. But the other incredible thing is that, like, this. Uh, this guy had no idea. He trusted us. Yeah, you know, yeah. we were it's three oh a.m. In, in Mohegan Sun, and we're asking him to be in a movie. Yeah, no, and then, then he shows up. Yeah. and then he shows up, he and it's was a really big, suspicious. it's a big
2: movie, and he was totally natural.
1: He was doing bong rips
0: in the parking lot before. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of betting.
2: And this, again, we obsessed, we, were not. we obsessed so much over the sound. I could never smoke. Weed oddly enough, man. Mo- Mohegan, Mohegan, Mohegan Sun Mohegan son is actually not a very loud casino. You know, there's not a lot of those noises sure. that you associate. Actually, Doc Rivers, right here. To hear. We told Doc the scenario. And he said, "Just give me two minutes." And he sat back and he wrote this insane speech for the
0: locker room. But the roaches is inspired by a Clippers speech for sure. But to me, it's a that's a that's a line to uh, you know the Holocaust. Even it's just like you can't exterminate us. Yeah, you know. And this
2: and this actually when we shot this whole sequence with with uh, Sandler, this I love this. This is something we we actually got the game very late in the production. And again, these are one of these moments that the, that you see on the broadcast that you would attach to if you were watching the game because you just have the time.
0: Yeah, going into the shoot, we only had access to the highlights from this game. And I knew that the, as a someone who watches basketball, it's the little things that, that stand out to you in the broadcast. That guy who he points to, uh, who that goads Keith and where you... That's the moment where Keith realizes I'm gonna shoot <laughs> shoot this man in the face. I, I always uh, joke that Keith. But he, he said I we showed the film in Boston and I said does anyone know who that guy is? He goes oh yeah, maybe okay. we shouldn't have done that. Well, <laughs> uh, but
1: the, he, maybe we should uh, apologies. But, yes apologies. And I heard he actually lost a lot of weight and is looking great the, and we're I, gonna try at your restaurant. I do
2: actually always joke that in that moment because Keith is paying attention to the game, so he's like yeah they're up by three points, Phillies in the bonus. They're gonna they have two timeouts left. <laughs> he's got it all in his head.
4: That's, we're at 25
2: now. This One whole sequence more. was insane, you know. How do you keep it? That was so such a... Uh, this
1: way, is another spot where everyone darkness. thinks something uh, yes. uh, bad is going to happen, huh? I think some people think that maybe something good's going to happen a little bit of, a
0: little bit of sex
1: maybe. I think I uh, see.
2: I think that's what uh that's what uh, Wayne Good is. Good for thinking. who? There? It's definitely for what Wayne. Wayne is thinking. Wayne
1: <laughs> Wayne everyone should know his his name in the script is handsome older male. He'd like everyone to know that. It's there High Roller. And I love that he's got the iPad. Yeah, and also obviously just the classic sleazy move. I'm going
2: to get in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wish we could keep the uh, the actual outtake of how, how proud oh, yeah. he was of how good he was at showering. He was the best at
0: showering. Yeah, he, he improvised a bunch of lines. He's like, I'm going to take a shower. I'm the best at showering. There's no one better than me at getting showered. I get the cleanest. When I'm done with the shower, nothing is dirty. It's all clean. <laughs> and then later... When he shows up with the towel, he goes, Put me in a towel. No one looks better than me in a towel. <laughs> he has an unbelievable <laughs> skill
1: set, very diverse. Yeah. This well, was this washing was, and wearing a towel. <laughs> this was
2: tough. Look, the, the score I love is Wayne. only 57 love you, Wayne. 54.
1: I love you. Look at him. I love him. <laughs>
2: 68 73 in the fourth.
1: 68 73 is a low It's a wrong way game. to say the score, which makes it a unique line. Yes, yes, it's true.
2: It's red. It's red as it is would normally be, yes. Because Julia does not watch sports, she doesn't know. And it was it was interesting to talk to her She's about the it. audience at that because point, sharing so about it. The thing, way, and I remember telling I her about. just like whenever you feel something, it's gonna feel awkward and weird, but you just gotta go with it.
1: Oh, Bogosian is so great in the bowl. Cigarette is the only thing that's, that's he's signifying a different. And he, and, point he had time had quit, is and he
2: had quit, and he's like, but I'll bring it back. <laughs> Bogosian was so happy he was like because he really just wanted to get into Arno.
0: So the cosmic nature of this movie, obviously you hear it in the score, but but it's great that in this moment uh, you have a man, a jeweler in the Diamond District, whose chief concern about the outcome of his life depends on the microsecond of a basketball player hitting a free throw, while at the same time on the other side of the planet you have a miner whose chief concern about the outcome of his life is if a faulty piece of equipment is going to fall on him and kill him. That shot of Kevin. It shows the connection between all of
2: us here. That shot of Kevin from the broadcast just feels like it's just totally part of the, this the a, movie.
0: This yeah. this whole sequence of shots of, yeah. of Boghossian here speak and, to the nuances of his performance and the, and his the eyes, delicacies of the way he can perform. This cut,
2: I don't know what it is. That Howard yeah. to her, yeah. this is one of those things where you just don't know what it just It's called yeah, ranks the it chemistry equation,
0: yeah. yeah. Remember
2: talking with Julia here this moment, because we see her when they win. You know, we're not with Howard that moment. Oh my God! Oh shit! Oh my God! I love I love you. I love you. I love you. I
0: love you. I think in the script we had it so that the Wayne comes back out and celebrates, but get rid of it and I loved seeing this dialogue in the script always. It was just a big block of I love you's. And, to, and when and that was no happening, spacing. remember when that was happening well, on, on set? Eric's performance right here, With let's, let's just appreciate it. Thank you, thank
5: you, thank
0: you, thank you. Thank you. No, so he's putting his jacket on. With those I eyes, just, yeah. There's something about putting your jacket Again, on one you, of when those, you're leaving.
2: That's one of those moments that you build
0: around, you know? Keith here. It's it's hot, So he Keith. Says, Keith Keith was so interesting in his questions here as a performer. He's like, "How how much am I trying to yeah. hide my action?" And he looks away right before he does. And we it. had this decision with the when we finally saw this set built, uh, and we saw the mirrored ceiling. To go uh, that we would do this effect that the camera like a machine gets turned off. That's Howard is this motor mouth that just gets turned off like a machine. All of a sudden, he's just, he's off now forever. Exterminated. Exterminated. And uh, just the idea of keeping this loose camera thing that when he gets shot, the camera basically, the operator falls away and it just whips up to the ceiling. Yeah. It's a totally new feeling. Tough to do and Maceo did a great job operating that.
2: And then I remember Chris Solano.
0: Well, this to, try and find, right here, wait, to try and find the focus on Howard. This sequence right here, this scene right here is... Um, and we should discuss it because it was originally designed... We as thought we would shoot it mm-hmm. so that we could at least have the most effective sound design. And uh, Eric and Keith, they just went to another level as performers. And, and uh, when Eric threw pushed the gun away from him, it went into Keith's face and actually uh, punctured skin and he was bleeding and it, uh, catalyzed, uh, uh an incredible confrontation that, that, uh... Um, that resulted,
2: yeah, in like what, what was, and saw. We,
0: we And I remember know.
2: there were, there were things like, is this real or is it not? Well, do you remember... And Keith grabs Eric's collar yeah. and I remember the stuntman saying, if you ever want to grab somebody by the neck, you grab them by the collar. So when I saw that, I knew Keith was just totally yeah, in Keith it was, and
0: Keith was performing. Yeah. Uh, and Amy went up to
2: Eric, and Eric is like, "Do not cut that." With but his I eyes. do remember one of the sound people. <laughs> yeah, ran out, freaked afraid. out, and went and complained. And said, "This is unsafe because it felt so raw."
0: Yeah, you know, it felt so alive. And
2: but again, you have to be open to moments like that happening.
0: Here comes my uh, my, my my little cameo. Not yet. Oh, it's not. <laughs> it's coming up. It's right here in the bottom left of your frame. I'm betting right there. Boom, that's
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> you just? You're losing so much. Oh my God! Are you kidding me?
2: it was fun to do this ronnie, with kevin with
1: the rock Stone, i kept
2: uh, trying to explain to ronnie it's like I, he's i was to like oh, ge- well i just wait, i Because well, not saying it right now we, we allowed kevin to have his ability to go back into 2012
0: and and talk about the future that could have been but, but yeah i said to ronnie i said no he should say it's me and the rock i was like it's so obvious to talk about the gem like this so, no the
3: rock is slaying for a basketball yeah, I had no game. idea <laughs> so I, I went to prove to him that that wasn't the case for no reason other than to annoy him and, <laughs> and found something online that was so horrible and annoying and I've been sending it to him ever since <laughs> the tear of blood here is Howard is a uh, he's a martyr uh,
0: he had to die it's um, the parabolic nature of the movie it's a fable it's a moral tale really it's uh, uh, there's no other way that this story and brainstorm did, did such an amazing job with all of this stuff. Yeah, we really pushed them hard. None of that is real. And uh, here we're, you know, very in an explicitly formal level, we're telling the audience that Howard is the is the gem. Uh, Howard, that Howard is the uncut gem, and and uh, you know the film is called Uncut Gems, and it's asking people to look past those superficial flaws. The little things that might rub you the wrong way get un- deep underneath to something and a value that we are, un- we are, d- we are impossibilities. We are uh, miracles. It sounds corny to say it, but it is true. And our all of our ugliness, there's something there. I like watching this part with an audience. It feels like you're like almost in like Epcot Center or something going through a ride. And it is it is beautiful. It's like the Stargate sequence. Actually, uh, the song here that comes up for the credit sequence is the song that we've had in the script for o- about eight years. It's the song that lives with Howie.
1: And
2: then we're left By with the story. Uh Who's going
1: to... Ronnie, you want to read all the credits? <laughs> no. <laughs> well,
2: thank you for uh, for listening. And if that was your first time watching, I hope you You're enjoyed it. You're a
1: psychopath. Yeah, don't. Come on, watching Benny. Benny. You're oh. encouraging this. I am encouraging <laughs> it. I'm
0: telling
2: you, there's somebody out there who does it. <laughs> no. There is. There has
0: to be. What, there's someone who just likes
2: watching with an audience? Yes. and they Or Mystery Science Theater type thing. I don't uh. know. That's what Mystery Science Theater is. A lot of people haven't seen those movies. You watch it with people talking about it.
0: I mean, Albert, do you guys want to continue watching this right now? I, I think, I think we can.
2: Thank you to everybody who's on this list. Yeah, you thank You did such guys. amazing
0: work, and it's we wouldn't have been able to do it. And if you've listened to this entire commentary, please send an, uh, an email to uncutgem at kmhgemsandjewelry.com. And you will receive a very special prize for your dedication, Friends your of interest. Howie discount? It's so a Friends of Howie discount. Send that email, and if you get a bounce back, just keep sending it. Yeah. Uh, eventually it will reach someone, and uh, your appreciation will be felt. Right. People survive
1: face shots all the time. That is true. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening.